My name is Larry. Hi, my name is Polly. Hey, wanna play? Hey, wanna play? I like to be hugged. I like to be hugged. Hi, my name is Larry. Hi, my name is Polly. Hey, wanna play? Hey, wanna play? I like to be hugged. I like to be hugged. Hi, my name is Larry. Hi, my name is Polly. Hey, wanna play? Hey, wanna play? I like to be with the chuck. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 148. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today's episode is... Bad Luck Chuck, Child's Play Retrospective Part 1. Yeah. Creepy. I, I, I had to write it down. It's a long one. It's a long one. <laughs> it uh, would not have fit on my dick. <laughs> just saying, that's where I keep my notes sometimes. We, it we, just... <laughs> we could barely even fit Charles Lee Ray's initials on your dick. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. And what a way to kick off the podcast with good old, good old dick joke. It uh, it reminds me, it reminds me of the way that uh, Child's Play kicked off Chucky for the very first time. His opening line, and we'll get to this when we talk about the movies. But his opening line, the first time that you actually see Chucky full force, is mm-hmm. the greatest opening line of any character ever. And mm-hmm. I'm happy that you're not remembering it because it'll make it'll make it even that much better later on. Damn it. <laughs> but if you haven't picked up on it, we're talking about Child's Play this week, guys. We are. It, uh, it was going to be Stranger Things Season 3. Uh, however, our friend Alex has gone MIA, so the hunt for Alex is on. We need to find him. Because it, I... Because I, I, I need to transfer my soul into his body. I, exactly. We could, exactly. We could put up some signs <laughs> to try to locate him. We so sure. him. I'll, I'll hire Alex to make the signs. <laughs> <laughs> He said, like, "This guy, this guy looks real familiar, guys." <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, yeah, Child's Play. I'm I'm very excited about this. We've been talking Child's about play. doing a retrospective for a long time on Child's Play. <clears throat> this is going to be similar to our Saw retrospective, where we're actually going to split it up into three parts, and they might not be back. Uh, we they might not be back to back for three actually, weeks. Actually, they won't be because no, they, we don't want to burn you guys out. You know, if there's somebody out there that doesn't like Child's Play, which I mean, if you don't like Child's Play, stop fucking listening to our show. <laughs> but, silly bitch. But if, if there's anyone out there that doesn't want to hear three weeks in a row of Child's Play, we're gonna put some buffer in between. Yeah, them. hopefully we're gonna split it up with our Stranger Things episode. Hopefully, as soon as we find Alex, <laughs> so. and then something in between the other two. Sure, why not? Like a like a porn parody episode. Yes. The fabled porn parody episode that we'll never do. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I don't, th- I don't think that I could, we're, we're going to continue saying that we're going to do it someday, but I, I can't see. There's so sitting, many, there's so many good ones. Like the Bear, the Bear Wench this... Project 2, Book of Babes. Come I, on. I can't see sitting in this room with you guys and honestly critiquing porn movies <laughs> without feeling like an absolute sleazeball. So. We gotta, we gotta I do... think that was a stunt cock. That <laughs> wasn't real. <laughs> what we got to do is we always talk about doing commentaries. That's how we had, we didn't have a whole like show dedicated to commentaries on porn parodies. Oh, God. <laughs> 
yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just I don't think I don't think we could get away with uh, actually showing what we're watching. Oh no no no! You have to download the episode and then we'll send you a link. Yes. That's what we would do. Sure. Then <laughs> <laughs> watch along, watch the porno along with us as we critique it. It'll be called horrors. What horrors? Get it? I, yeah, I get cause, it. Cause it's we, just, we got it's it, just, Mike. It's just not that good. <laughs> I'm working on it, all right? <laughs> all right. Uh, well, how was you, your guys' week? Uh, good. Yeah. yeah just, not too bad. Just just good. Not too bad. There was something that there was something that we did. Was there something that we did this past week? And now I can't remember what the hell it is. We, um, what did we do? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. This last something, week is a the, bit of a blur. Oh, the It, tra- it Chapter 2. It, uh, a lot of trailers. Uh, trailer came out. A lot of yeah. trailers dropped this week. It's, um, oh, the, I, uh, the Witcher, which I'm oh, the a big Witcher fan looks of. good. Yeah, looks, looks really good. good. Uh, Jane Bob reboot came out. Also looks, looks amazing. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, today we got another trailer drop, which I'm actually going to save for our news. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe I didn't watch any trailers today, so we might have to watch it before you talk about it. Okay. That's okay. fine. We can do that. Um, <clears throat> what other? Th- oh, I went to see. Uh, I went to see our buddy Laser Daddy. Oh, you did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know who Laser Daddy is, tell 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 the good people. <clears throat> if you don't know who Laser Daddy is, Daddy. Uh, go on Instagram and look up. It's it's spelled L A Z R, Daddy, and uh, he's our buddy Adam. He's a Viking, and he. Uh, <laughs> In he's, passing, he's a Viking. <laughs> he uh, he's he streams uh, he streams adult. He he likes to he likes to say he's trying to create a market for adult gaming, an adult gaming experience. So it's yeah. him. It's basically him just like drinking beer and and uh, and streaming video games yeah. on, on Mixer. You can find him on Mixer, not he, Twitch. He streams. It's adult gaming. Yet all he ever plays is Minecraft. <laughs> no, he only had one video I think where he put no up way, Minecraft. No, he's got tons of them. But uh, he also does a lot of sword porn, and that's where that's where I come into the picture because um, he asked me he has he has a blade that he calls the serpent steel, uh, the the <laughs> demon's bane, and he asked me if I could wrap it in a supple brown leather for him. The, supple uh, the brown sheath. Leather. He asked if I could uh, wrap in supple brown leather. So I did. Uh, take on that task, and I hope that I bring glory to my family and my household when I uh, present it to him. Is this your friend Laser Daddy? No. This is all in Russian. No, I said L-A-Z-R Daddy. (laughs) Um, But he does these. He's got a, you should, and also follow his, he has a Spotify playlist called Mm -hmm. uh, Crucial Tunes and Potent Brews, and it's all like this ridiculous uh, it's it's new music, but it all sounds like it's from the 80s, Mm -hmm. which is very cool. And yeah, I went and hung out with him in his command center, and we made some stupid videos. And are you actually going to be on one of his videos? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he presented nice. me uh, with the serpent steel. Nice. And we we'll did have a, to put up a link to that one and uh, when it posts. We did a uh, we did a chug to commemorate the this <clears throat> this partnership. So we did a, an on screen chug of Natty Daddies. Is he going to be part of the? Uh, can crack collective i i was gonna tell you that i actually mm-hmm. did uh offer him a, a spot in the can cracker collective which so, means nothing right now but maybe it will someday uh, it's, it's little <laughs> more than a hashtag at this point but so so far we have and he agreed he was honored to be part of it so it, we have us and the galaxy of bureaus podcast that we talked about last week and now we have laser daddy who is also part of the can crackers uh, collective speaking of galaxy of bureaus yeah um i have i have dedicated approximately 12 hours now into that game ever since uh, have you really ever since uh how is Tank it? was on the show last week 
Uh, it's fantastic. Is it really? It's super fun. Yeah, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Sure, but it's super fun, man. I'm <laughs> I'm addicted to it already. I understand how you can get sucked into it now, though, and it, it is a time sucker. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. But um, it's one of the few I've games. Met a few of those. It's one of the few games. <laughs> um, I'm not dating your exes or anything. Uh, yeah, it's one of those few games that are like a free mobile game that actually you can play it for free and you don't actually need to spend money. Oh, really? Like most of them, you get to a certain point and it's like you're forced to spend money. It's, I, a, it's a mobile game? Yeah. Oh, I How thought did you it not was, realize that? I don't know. I thought it was uh, like an Xbox game hey, or Tank, something. Your, your friend James doesn't pay attention to you because... But I do. I so don't, just just know that. I don't think they ever mentioned it was a mobile game. Even oh. I knew it was a mobile game, James. Oh, shut up! You did not. <laughs> did you? I did. Oh my god. Why? I'm so because Tank said so. Tank told me. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, that's that's pretty much what I did. I got yeah. um, his command center is in his garage, so I did get uh, roughly 85 mosquito bites on my ankles. I have one on my chin, which oh, really sucks. That's a great place for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. Because uh, you mistake it for a big old zit. Mm-hmm. I can see it right now. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, angry. It's pretty gnarly. It's angry. It's looking at me. <laughs> it's, an ar- it's, an a- it's an angry little bite. <laughs> <It's> an- <laughs> uh, that's pretty much all I've had but, going uh, on. What yeah. about you guys? No, that's about it. I've been uh, just kind of doing my thing, you know? Right on. Right that's on. That's it. Getting the place more put together. The place and all. is pretty much done. I am almost, I am 98 officially percent that, what's that, that weirdly inverted and backwards? <laughs> I am officially 98% moved. So... Uh, it's taking about, a sweet old time. Man. I am. What I, about, I got a couple more weeks, man. <laughs> what about you, Jay? What have you been up to, brother? Uh, working, working, being a mechanic some days. <laughs> had to change a starter on one of my dad's work trucks the day after the show you last are, week <clears throat> and had to change a wheel bearing on that same truck that shattered. You're the manliest person I know. <laughs> I try, man. I like to fire. Do you know that? Why is that? I, I just, no, I'm not asking you if, I'm not telling you a reason. I just, you're just the manliest person I know. You do all kinds Thank of you. cool man stuff that I don't know how to do, and it makes me jealous. <laughs> Come do man stuff with you, me, man. You ride a motorcycle and drive a loud-ass Mustang, and you you built the Mustang from scratch by yourself. <laughs> you <laughs> well, did. That's pretty literally, manly. <laughs> literally, you did. I did. It's, uh, it's uh, yeah. But then it's you fun. also, but then you also have these tender moments where you're cuddling with your cat, which is equally as manly. It is. Because is there anything more manly than you that you can do than to spend time with your children? I don't think so. I mean, yeah. No, I don't no. think so. You're just an all. Was, you're just an all around. Good, I feel like that was a euphemism for something, man. but you, you guys I'm, are not, good. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Well, all right. Uh, so that's pretty much all we've had going on yeah. this week. So, yeah. uh, so we. God, stop saying so. I'm going to have you edit about ten so's out of this thing. So, so I'm going to uh, add so. Some in. <laughs> oh my gosh, my uh, my wife and uh, myself just by association, and I'm. I said it there too. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to admit. That I watch it out of uh, any sort of joy, but I did download the app and vote last night. There's this stupid show called Love Island on oh, TV. God. Dude, uh, young people, like younger than us, I know we're still pretty young, but the way they talk, I can't, I can't, I can't handle it, man. Like, what's wrong with just telling a girl that you like her? <laughs> like, hey, I like you. I like you. Like, hey, I like you. I it's think easy. you're, I think you're really pretty. Yeah, I'm I'm super vibing on you. 
like I, I'm catching feels like you wouldn't believe. I'm like super vibing on you. I'm like, fuck. If you say this vibing one more time, I'm going to shoot our my TV. Is, our world is devolving. That's, it is. That's what's actually happening. These are the people that are going to someday run the country. It's 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 idiocracy. It's, it's going to be. The world is literally the, idiocracy. The president's going to be calling up South Korea and be like, guys, we're not vibing on you right now. This isn't chill. <laughs> so think, we're going to bomb your ass. I think that's already happening. I think that is too. <laughs> Well, I remember a couple, a couple of years ago, I had a, I had a little, little pop-up window on my uh, my computer, and I screenshotted it and sent it to you guys, and it was like, can't understand millennials, and then the quote was, yo, B, traffic's totes, cray, gonna <laughs> be, capital B, late. And it's just like, nobody talks like that. Now, fast forward two they years, do. people actually talk like See, that. See, they were yeah. planting a seed back then. They were like trying to convince you that people actually talked like that, and then enough people started seeing that kind of stuff. It's a conspiracy. Oh, my God, it's a they're, conspiracy. They're dumbing down the younger well, they've, generation. They've been doing that for like 30 years, in all fairness. <laughs> we are proof of that pudding. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Not Jay, though. Jay, Jay, <laughs> Jay's holding down the fort for all the old I men. I will hold down the fort. I will build all of your cars. And if you need wood cut, I will do it for you. Even though I don't do it often, I can still do it. He's holding down the fort that he built with his own two hands. <laughs> <laughs> with my mind. That's even manlier. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, let's move on. All um, right. Uh, speaking of... Stupid people. Stupid people <laughs> like us. Uh, we were stupid last week and got some stuff wrong. So. Let's get into some corrections. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James, what did you get wrong last week? Oh, God, I don't know. Did I even listen to the episode? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I did. What was it, the Vincent Price episode? Yes, sir. Nope. <laughs> I listen, I did listen to it, but I didn't mark anything down. What well, did we get wrong? I'll tell you what we got wrong. Okay. Um, so we were talking about how, um, we are talking about the black hole, and um, not that documentary. <laughs> um, we were talking about the black hole, and uh, we were talking about how it was Disney's attempt to get into that market based on something else. Yeah. It was Star Wars. Star uh, Wars happened, and Disney really wanted to get into the sci-fi live action thing. So right black on. hole was their attempt at getting into, uh, taking a bite out of that market. So how's that a correction? Um, because we couldn't think of the name, the movie that um, that. Oh, that we they were trying. We couldn't, okay, we couldn't okay, think of Star yeah, Wars. I yeah, gotcha, I gotcha. Now this one is um, a li- <clears throat> sort of correction, sort of an, uh, a history lesson for you, if you will. All right. Uh, we're talking about Rhode Island, and uh, I said something about Rhode Island not being an island, and you know we said some shit back and forth, but we didn't really know what we were talking about. Sure. Um, so here's a little bit of Rhode Island fact for you. Okay. Uh, Rhode Island is an island within what is now the state of Rhode Island. So the state was named actually after. A small island. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. But the entire island, obviously, is not an island. Right now. Unless you count the entire continent's islands, which technically, I guess, they're huge islands, right? I guess, right? yeah. We're, we're on a giant island it's right true. now. true. Um, it says, for the record, the state's official name, and I did not know this, the state's official name is the State of Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. Really? I had no idea that that was the actual legal name of the state of Rhode Island. Interesting. Didn't know that. I didn't either, obviously. So, the more you know. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's all I got. Alrighty. So, uh, so this week, we... I, I'm still doing it. I keep saying so. So, uh, so uh, Son of a bitch. This your, week... Your voice is going to stop cracking, and all you're going to do now is just say so. So, uh, so, so... So! <laughs> <laughs> um, this week, <laughs> we are talking about Child's Play. We're yes. talking about the Barclay Trilogy. Correct. As it were. That's what we've decided to call it. I, I'm going to call it the Bar- the Barkley uh, Trilogy, yeah. 
I don't I, I don't know if anybody else actually calls it that. Trademark. Plus Trade, trademark. Trademark. Um so we're talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking about child's play one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, all all of the movies that revolve around Andy Barkley <clears throat> himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael went out and got. We're gonna we're gonna need to explain this one away a little, little bit because um, you and I had a little discussion about yeah. this before so, the show started. This was a very difficult movie to find beers for that directly correlated with Child's Play. Right. Very difficult. Um, sure. We've done dolls before. There's not too many beers that do that. And I think even on that one, we had to stretch it a little bit. Um, so there was nothing with dolls. There was really nothing with, obviously, Chucky or Child's Play. I tried to find something maybe with like a criminal aspect to it. You could I have, couldn't really... You could have gotten Magic Hat. Well, we did Magic Hat already, but then again, that's the name of a brand. We that's the name of the one. Yeah, we could. You silly goose. This, this, is, this all, is all right. Plus, this is, this plus is this is, this, I've never heard of this beer, and I'm in, I'm excited to try. This it. This is actually along the same lines, though, as Magic Hat. Sure. In all fairness, and we got three weeks, so exactly. I'm going to find three more beers. For exactly. These movies. All right. So this is from North Pier Brewing Company, The Conjurer. Yes. Uh, now the reason you know Mike says the conjurer because he kind of conjures. Well, he does. He, he says his. Uh, he says the quote. Ate due dambela, dambela. Dambela, 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 dambela. My argument was that he's not so much conjuring dambela as he is invoking him. I think. I think though it's a pretty interchangeable term. You know, I think he's he's conjuring. He's saying the magic words and he's conjuring dambela to come. Conjuring and to conjuring to me to me means like you're bringing. You're bringing forth another entity, like a separate he's bringing, entity. He's bringing no, forth Dumbledore. No, he's invoking him. He's bringing. Uh, he's bringing well, his power into himself. I said for. What do you, for, what do you think, Jay? What side are you on? I'm gonna roll with Mike on this one. No. What? <laughs> Listen. Pound it. Pound I said it. for Bride of Chucky, what Tiffany does, that's conjuring. That's when, she, when she brings him, when she brings Chucky back to life. That's Spoilers, pu- that's, guys. That's puppet sex. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this is the Conjurer from North Pier Brewing Company. It's a Belgian Golden Strong. Ooh. Belgian Golden Strong. Yeah. Uh, named after Belgium's Morgana, the Conjurer. The Bel- this, oh god. The Belgian Golden Strong has a bright golden hue, light body, and low bitterness, like our mischievous fairy. This beer will deceive your palate and mask its strength. That's exactly how I describe myself when I'm out on the beach tanning in the summer. What a golden mischievous fairy. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> What's the uh, ABV on this? I have no idea. A thousand. One thousand. Oh, my we're, God. We're dead. <laughs> it doesn't um, say. Oh, it's uh, 8.7. No, it's not bad. 8.7. <clears throat> That's not bad at all. And it's also in a 16-ounce can. It's a full pint. So. It's a full. It's a full point. Oh, let's have a nice pint. All right. Cheers, boys. Cheers. There's no clinky. Mm, okay. It's, re- it's refreshing. I like it. So it's very. Ooh, um, smell it. My dad. My dad hates Belgian beer because of the floral. For the very reason that you can like this is like very floral. Mm-hmm. It is. Big I, time. I like it though. I don't mind Belgians. I actually. No, kind of, I, I don't po- either. But I believe is the word you used before that it tastes yeah, like potpourri. Yeah. 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 It's it's got like well, this also has that uh, I've described this before. It's got that slightly rotten avocado. A little bit kind of feel to it, like I, like, I said, I, like I rotten, avo- rotten, rotten avocados smell like a little smoky or something for some reason. I don't know if it's smoky, it's there's 
but this has that Were taste. Were they smoked avocados that M- rotted? Maybe. <laughs> Could you smoke an avocado? I'm sure you can smoke anything. Uh, you can like... smoke anything, James. <laughs> <laughs> I got nipples, you can smoke me. Oh, wait, that's, that's the wrong quote. <laughs> I guess you could take that two different ways. Like, could you smoke an avocado as in put it in a smoker or could you turn it into a bong, right? Both. You could smoke it in a smoker and then cut it up and then put it in a bong yeah. and smoke it twice. Anything can be a bong if you're if you're uh, smart enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, like, back in, back in, like, college days, I saw guys make bongs out of the weirdest stuff. Oh, yeah. Like I, I was always fascinated when I would. I know that this is pretty common, but seeing people make bongs out of apples. Yeah, that's that's like I know everybody does that, like, but it's still am, really that's cool. That's amateur, though. That's I'm, that's amateur. But who the hell even? I I saw another one. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent about bongs here, but um, basically they took a a big bowl of water mm-hmm. and then cut the bottom off of a uh, a two liter, and then did the you know the the pipe up here, and then the whole two liter filled up with filled up with smoke and then basically you would just push the two liter down into the bottle and the water would push the smoke up into your lungs so it was like taking a hit of an entire two liter bottle full of smoke that's how i drink coke (laughs) that's how i do coke (laughs) Uh, yeah no this is good though i like it um it is very potpourri yeah it is but um but it's good Mm. all right well Uh, we already told you what we're talking about today, so mm-hmm. we're doing Child's Play, Child's Play 2, and Child's Play 3. Yes, sir. So uh, so last week, Jimmy Tony told us that uh, he was taking a week off. Yep. Um, but word has it that he actually did get a hold of you? He did, yeah. He's he's at a center right now, uh, a retreat of some kind. It's like a anger management sort of thing. Psych <laughs> Maybe I don't know. He says it's beautiful. I don't know if that. I don't know what that means. But uh, he thinks the backside of a cow is beautiful, though. <laughs> goat. So, a goat. Mm. To be fair, a goat. Mm. And uh, rest in I'm peace, j- Beverly. Um, but yeah, so uh, he actually sent me a. Uh, he sent me a voice. Sent me a voicemail. He left me a left voicemail you. earlier. So uh, we've got that for you right now. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. Yeah. It's Jimmy Tony's Marvelous Minute! Hey boys, it's Jimmy Tony. It's my uh, sixth day at the retreat out here, and I gotta tell you boys, I'm a changed man. Uh, it's, uh, I've been out in the middle of nature, just taking everything in, and I just gotta tell you boys, uh, I, I know I've been on the show, and I've gotten angry a few times, and mm-hmm. I just wanna tell you boys, especially my, my friend, uh, the divine in me honors the divine in you. Oh, that's, I don't know that's nice of them. Yeah. Man, if you would have asked me about two weeks ago what I thought of this place, I would have said it was some kind of hippie commune full of a bunch of pansies talking about their feelings. Sure, yeah. And uh, that's still true. I still think that to this day. <laughs> but uh, it's nice to be out in the middle of nowhere just kind of hanging out in nature. And I made a few friends, man. I met this dude, Gary Tommy, and we instantly bonded over the fact that we both have two first names. Uh, Me and GT have been stealing sugar packets and fruit from the mess hall for the past couple of days, and we're making grog in our bathtub. Sure, both of us stink to high heaven because we can't bathe, but we should have some pretty decent cooch in a couple of days. Hey, man, get off the phone. Is this a prison or is it a... people got to use the phone, man. Just a second, Junior. I'll be out in a second, man. So anyway, boys, like I was saying... Come on! Listen, man. Listen. I got. I got to tell you, friend. Namaste. As in namaste and finish my damn phone call. You stupid son of a bitch. Leave me alone. <laughs> Doc, hurry up. Whew. 
Nothing's right, changed. Well, <laughs> as you can see, I still got a little work to do, so I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna get out of yeah. here, and uh, I'll yeah. see you boys next week. Okay. Jimmy Tony out. All right. Yeah, All right. So, so that was that was Jimmy Tony. Yeah, it sounds um, like sounds calling like from prison from the sounds <laughs> of it. <laughs> Making grog in a bathtub. I I'm not sure that's what you're supposed to do on those retreats. All right, whatever, man. It's, I feel like that's um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully he comes out out the other end of this a better man. Um, I hope only things come out of the end. Not uh, <laughs> you never know if in those places. If, if he's making that hooch, if he's drinking grog, the yeah, there's plenty of plenty of <laughs> plenty of stuff that's going to come out the other end. Uh, so yeah, that uh, that was Jimmy Tony. He'll be back next week with yep. a with another MCU review. That was Jimmy Tony. That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. Alright. So, um, today's a sad day. Why? Today's a sad day. Uh, I gotta start off with uh, two deaths. Oh no. One of them, uh, one of them's a biggie. One of them's like a biggie. Victorious B.I.G.? From the sounds of it, you didn't hear about this. No, I didn't. Okay, so, uh, first off, uh, before we get to the real big one, uh, and no less important, obviously, <laughs> but, uh, rest in peace to, uh, David Hedison. Uh, David Hedison passed away at the age of 92 years young. Okay. So I lived a good long life. Yep. I passed away peacefully, um, I don't know, in his sleep or whatever, but he's 92. Sure. So if you can pass away peacefully at 92, I think you won something. Yeah. Um, he's best known, though, for playing the scientist Andre Delambre. Delambre, I think is how you say it. Uh, he is the original fly. From the from the fly, oh. so he is the first guy uh, before David Cronenberg and before the the luscious Jeff Goldblum. Ah, uh, yes. There was uh, David uh, Hedison, and uh, Help me. So he was the original guy that played the fly. That's what he's obviously best known for. Is his probably most popular role. Yeah. But uh, he passed away this week at the age of ninety-two. Hmm. Um, okay, so moving on to the bigger of the two. Um, at 75 years old, uh, he passed away uh, with a after a battle with a short illness. Rest in peace, Rucker Hauer. What? Yeah. Oh, man. This is twice, two weeks in a row that two biggies have passed that you haven't heard about. Uh, Rip Torn was two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago? Yeah. Okay. Well, Damn, still, though. Dude. Yeah, yeah Rucker Hauer, at the age of 75, passed away. Um, he's probably best known for playing Roy Batty in um, Blade Runner, Ridley Scott's you know, sci-fi classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played a replicant in it, and he was he had like a, he had like a bird with him, if I'm not mistaken. Like a, it was like a white owl, I think, mm. or something like that. I, I haven't seen Blade Runner. I, I need to rewatch Blade Runner. It's been a long time since yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I was just it. thinking about it the other day, actually. Um, but uh, to horror fans, though, he was probably best known not only in Blade Runner, but to horror fans, uh, The Hitcher. Mm. You have uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. He was in Batman Begins, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, and the older movies like Lady Hawk, Split Second. There's so many, so many movies. Um, and I. Uh, it just the guy had a, a hell of a career, mm. um, and uh, he's one of those guys that you just when you saw Rucker Hauer in a movie, you knew it was destined for, for I mean, a good mediocre to good, <laughs> you know, like he wasn't always in the greatest movies, but his but his performances were always top notch. Yeah, man. Um, Dude, um, and, uh, yeah. D- did you say a cause of death? Or? I did not say. Oh, a short, battle with a short, short battle, illness. Okay. Short battle with an illness. Not sure yeah. what exactly that was. Yeah, that sucks. But uh, at 75, I mean, that's you get to that age where hell, cold can take you out sometimes, sure. you know? Which is unfortunate, but it's but it's true. Yeah. Um, so rest in peace, Rucker Hauer. Um, yeah. We'll have to do like a, an, an ode to you, a spotlight on you at some point in time. Yep. 
Okay, so, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the first piece of news uh, <clears throat> is uh, a follow-up on some something that we've been talking about for a while. And this is the thing that I was talking about, how a trailer dropped mm-hmm. for a movie. Uh, a trailer dropped for Fred Durst's The F- uh, Fanatic. Oh, God. <laughs> and um, here's the crazy part about it. It looks really good. Does it really? It really does. John Travolta, uh, the character that he's playing, is unlike anything... Unlike anything I've ever seen John Travolta play. Really? It's weird. And it's such a weird role for somebody of his stature to play as well. It really is. You mean more weird than fucking battle, uh, Battlefield Earth? I mean, weird... At, <laughs> Stupid humans. Okay, nothing... <laughs> nothing's more weird than that. But, like, it's just, just, it's just not the kind of role that I would expect to see him in. Yeah. And he, it looks like he kills it. Yeah. And then you have Devin Sawa, mm. who looks like a, a friggin' gq model in this movie oh yeah like he like devin sawa is almost unrecognizable and now that he's older that dude was plastered all over my sister's walls when we were younger that dude was plastered all over my walls and what what did you use to plaster it and then i plastered the walls (laughs) (laughs) uh no but he looks almost unrecognizable and he looks really good in it too um so you have to watch this trailer though because it's 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 bizarre how good it looks. It shouldn't. Okay. Right. It should not look near as good as it does. Right. So I'm actually kind of excited for it now. Um, let's see here. With the legal battle between Warner Brothers and George Miller's company coming to an end, uh, the director has revealed plans to make not one, not two, but three sequel slash spinoffs to Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, nice. Uh, which is pretty awesome. Uh, he's uh, there is, uh, He says uh, there's two stories, both involving Mad Max, and also there's going to be a F- uh, Furiosa story. Oh, cool. Uh, and then he added, uh, it seems to be pretty clear that it's going to happen. Good. So, uh, pretty awesome. It sounds like they're kicked they, the whole thing died down. It sounded like a legal battle that just sort of had to happen. Like, there was something, I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but there was something that they were trying to draw attention to and nobody was paying attention to them. Yeah. So they basically had to just start litigation mm-hmm. in order for people to pay attention to what they needed. Right on. So it wasn't like a bad legal battle, but it was just like they had to do it to get where they to get some things sorted out and you know all that kind of stuff. But um if only the Friday the 13th legal battles could be like that, you know. Yeah, no maybe shit. A, maybe a year or two tops and then figure your shit out, make some more fucking movies. But um, let's see here. Uh, in just the blink of an eye, we are now five months closer to seeing how this new Saw movie is going to play out. Uh, this is the Darren Bowsman-directed, Chris Rock-produced Saw film, uh, and it has moved from October 23rd, 2020, to May 15th, 2020. Hmm. So it moved up five whole months. Uh, they claim that this could be because of the announcement of the new Halloween movies, yeah. which we will get to later on in this broadcast. Right. But um, Ooh, this broadcast. That yeah, makes it sound very yeah, official. We're, we're classing it up now, guys. <laughs> um, but uh, they think it has something to do with that. Why you would move it five months, though, is a little bit weird. Yeah. I mean, you could move it to like the month before. Yeah, I wonder if there's fine. some other big films coming out in the I don't previous know. Movies months. Movies don't usually stay in theater longer than a month anyway, so it's. I don't think they'd really be battling at that point. Big movies do. I mean, yeah, but the, most of your big money, though, comes in the first couple weeks. Big money. Yeah, you know, no whammy, no whammy. Um, (laughs) Let's see here. Uh, Speaking of big money, uh, it seems that the MCU is getting a dose of horror in the next uh, phase coming up here. The what? Uh, In the in the uh, in the in the form of the new Doctor Strange movie of all of all movies. I was reading about this. Uh, So director Scott Derrickson, who did the first movie, um, he's no slouch to horror. He also did Sinister and also one of my favorite horror movies of all time, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh yeah. So he he knows how to do horror right. Yeah, but Sinister's amazing, too. Sinister's amazing, too. So um, it's kind of cool that they're pulling Doctor Strange 
into the horror genre. The, yeah, the movie's sure. going to be called uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which sounds pretty awesome. I like that. Uh, and uh, also, from the sounds of it, um, Elizabeth Olsen is also going to be this one. She plays Scarlet Witch. <sighs> she will be uh, supporting in this one. Supporting. I'll, I'll give her a supporting <laughs> role. But... <laughs> Jay's just like shaking his head over here. He's like, he's like, you fucking guys. That's because he's a real man. He's not. He's not childish like we are. Oh, is that why he's married and has a successful relationship? Fuck. Wait, I am too. Well, I wouldn't call it successful. Oh, she puts up with you. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair, actually. Continue. <laughs> why are you just glaring at me? <laughs> that's a man look. <laughs> This is how a man looks at you. <laughs> uh, speaking of how a man looks at you, what's on Blu-ray? Oh, shit. I wasn't expecting you, this. You didn't even know it, right? All right. Well, I didn't look any up, so we're oh, just going to... I did, too. I did. <laughs> I just wanted to see this, you... This never works out well, though. Shut up. Uh, Criterion Collection has announced that 1922's Haxon Witchcraft Through the Ages will be getting a 2K digital restoration for its upcoming October Blu-ray release. Uh, plus music from the original Danish premiere performed by the Czech Film Orchestra in 2001. Audio commentary, Witchcraft Through the Ages, the 76-minute version narrated by William S. Burroughs. That's pretty cool. Ooh, I do love Burroughs. Uh, and much more. Uh, this release hits shelves on October 15th, but you can pre-order it now at Criterion.com. Um, if you missed your chance to pick up the long out-of-print Hellraiser collection, mm -hmm. known as the Scarlet Box. Uh, the Scarlet Box is amazing. My buddy Chris has it, and <clears throat> I need that collection in my in mine. Well, hold on to your butt, because you're in luck. Nice nice pull. You're in, you're in luck, <laughs> uh, with a question mark, because <laughs> Arrow Video has announced that they will be releasing the exact same versions of Hellraiser and Hellbound Hellraiser 2 that came with the Scarlet Box. No, oh. No changes. Just... Just the same thing. Just releasing them both. Oh, but they're releasing them individually, so it's not the box set? Yeah. No, the, fuck that. The Scarlet Box was uh, the first three movies. Yes. They, it, it's they a announced... beautiful set, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, it really yeah. Is. It's amazing. Um, they announced that they're releasing the first two movies, and just they're just the same releases as the ones that came with the Scarlet Box. Okay, so okay. Why wouldn't you do the Why wouldn't you do the three? I don't know. I don't know. That box set is ungodly expensive now, though, because it's oh, out of yeah. print. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's uh, September 24th for that one, or you can pre-order it and check out full release details at DiabolicDVD.com. That's Diabolic with a K at the end. Liongate's 2010 vampire sci-fi thriller, Daybreakers, will be hitting 4K uh, ultra high-definition combo pack, Blu-ray and digital, and digital 4K UHD for the first time on September 10th. I like Daybreakers. I did too. Um, I think we actually saw it together in theaters, if I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> I when, think it, you're when, right, it, when yeah. it came out. Um, the movie kind of got a lot of shit when it came out, but I enjoyed it. I've always wondered, did they did they, did they they do something digitally to um, Ethan Hawke's voice in that movie? I don't know. I it remember was, it being it was a little wonky. It's, it's not wonky. It sounds cool. It's very gravelly, but it's like more gravelly than is natural. They probably did then, just to... Just to give it a little bit more of a an edge or something like he that. He sounds you know? awesome. Like you know how when you you know how when you drink like for an entire day and night and then you go to bed and you wake up the next day and you're, I know nothing about that life. <laughs> your voice <laughs> just sounds like shit, but it's also hey kinda, James, how you doing? It's also kind of we was up real late last night. <laughs> we was up so late last night <laughs> drinking the Kool Aid. <laughs> That's what it sounds like through the whole movie, and it's kind of cool. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Stop 
drink it all day and night, James. This 4K Ultra <laughs> HD combo pack will include commentary, a making of documentary, as well as a short film called The Big Picture by the Spirit Brothers. Uh, Scream Factory, this is uh, mm. last but certainly not least here. Scream Factory at this year's San Diego Comic Con announced a pretty nice list of upcoming releases. Nice. I'm going to just give you the list right now. So. Uh, the Abominable Snowman. Nice. Big Trouble in Little China Collector's mm. Edition and Glorious Steelbook Editions, both day <laughs> and date. Uh, Body Parts, Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde. Dracula from 1979 Collector's Edition. Mm-hmm. The Fan, 1981. Uh, the Fly Collection, which includes The Fly from 58, Return of the Fly, Curse of the Fly, The Fly 1986, and The Fly 2. So it's uh, like a big box set. Yeah, it must yeah, I'm be. Yeah, into that. Uh, let's scare Jessica to death. Yes, let's. My Bloody Valentine, nineteen eighty one, which is that's that's the biggest news I think because the uh, the the original My Bloody Valentine Blu Ray release is out of print and yeah. highly coveted and extremely expensive. If yes. you want to try and get a hold of it, these and that days. movie's so good. Oh, if yeah. you if you've not gone back to revisit that movie recently, uh, we did it for a show not not terribly long ago. I think it was Valentine's Day last year. I think we it was it two years ago. Two actually, years ago. But, yeah, but uh, oh, it's so good. Go watch the movie and then watch the remake and then listen to our episode. Yes, because that's that is the shameless plug right trifecta there. from heaven right there. <laughs> Uh, Night of the like real shitty happen. <laughs> uh, Night of the Demons action figures, new NECA and Scream Factory exclusive to site offer Suzanne and Stooge action figures, characters sold together as a two pack. Mm-hmm. Pet Cemetery Two Collector's Edition, Prophecy Pet Cemetery Two, yeah, Dang. Collector's Edition, Prophecy from 1979, Road Games Collector's Edition from 1981, Silver Bullet, which yeah. I oh, man, I love Silver Bullet. I've it's never so seen good. it. Uh, collector's edition, Slumber Party Massacre, the action steelbook plus figure, new limited edition steelbook release with new 4K scan of the film, NECA and Scream Factory exclusive to site offer of Russ Thorn slash killer, spoilers, character action figure. Cool. And the Universal Horror Collection Volume 3, which includes Tower of London, Man Made Monster, The Black Cat, and Horror Island. And that's it, y'all. Very cool. Yeah, Scream Factory kills it, man. Some yeah, of their dude. some of their titles, though, I wonder if they're just where do they even get them from? Like Doctor Jekyll and Sister Hyde. Who was asking for that? <laughs> <laughs> I it's like they put out these these monstrously classic movies, mm-hmm. and then it's just like, well, it's like it's, it's it's almost like they went to the studios and it's like a buy five get ten free, and so it's like yeah, we'll just throw those out too. <laughs> some some guy on Twitter asked for Doctor Jekyll and Sister Hyde, so. We're just going to make a dream come true. <laughs> I guess. All right. Uh, that's it? That is it. All right. So the biggest news of the week, obviously, is the Halloween news, uh-huh. uh, that, which was confirmed by John Carpenter himself mm-hmm. on his social media. But um, you know, we reported, I think, maybe two weeks ago um, on a report that uh, there was rumors that we were going to be getting two new Halloween movies released back-to-back. Well, the back-to-back is just year-to-year, but still very cool. Yeah. But we are getting two new Halloween movies. Uh, we're getting Halloween Kills which comes out in October 2020. Yes. And then Halloween ends in October 2021. <clears throat> I'm not a huge fan of the names. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, it just, they seem just a little... Halloween Kills reminds me of Machete Kills, which was like a joke of a movie. Reminds, so me, like, reminds me of Ice Nine Kills, who for some reason you suddenly love. I do. <laughs> I do. 
I never I never knew how much I needed them in my life. Oh boy. Um, but anyway, though, uh, so it is confirmed that David Gordon Green is directing both. It is also confirmed that Danny McBride is returning to write on both. Of course. It's also confirmed that John Carpenter will be scoring both. Mm-hmm. So even if these movies aren't great, they're going to be amazing. Oh, of course. <laughs> if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah, I mean, like, even though they're, they're probably not going to be. You know, I'm not, I'm not even going to say that. They're going to be amazing. Yeah. They're going I'm, to be. I'm equally as excited as I was for... I, the the remake was... Like, the 2018 Halloween was a bit divisive. Yeah. A bit polarizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, people either loved it or hated it. It doesn't seem like there's too many people who kind of fell in the middle. I loved it. I did. I agree. It had its problems. I mean, it's... But it's, I'm, they weren't anything that I couldn't get past. It was I'm, no I'm, Halloween resurrection, but, you know... <laughs> It was that good. Is, that is true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all I got. That's um, the news. Did you? I, I I didn't know if you were going to bring this up or not. But did you see the thing about the 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 lawsuit, the it lawsuit? Uh, about what? Um. So the original. I just wanted. We we can talk about this real quick. I just wanted to get your opinion on it. The original miniseries. Mm-hmm. The uh, the uh, was it the producers or the basically the the guys the two guys who made the original miniseries mm-hmm. are suing the makers of uh, the the new it yeah. the new it adaptation claiming uh, I don't, it's not I'm trying to find the article right now Chris Jordan posted it and I can't find it for fuck's sake but um. They're basically saying they're entitled to 10% of the profits from the new It. Because of what? Because it in their original contract, the contractual obligations were that any spinoff, um, remake, or uh, or sequel, they, they were uh, basically entitled to 10% of any of those. So now the legal battle is, was this a remake? Was the new It a remake of the original miniseries, or is it a brand new adaptation? If it's a brand new adaptation, then they have no case. And it seems so it's stupid to me because it's it's clearly a brand new adaptation. Yeah, it's kind of, well... This just seems like a huge money grab to me. I, I don't <clears throat> disagree. I think that it is definitely more of a new adaptation. The problem is though is that it's coming from source material, so it's already so it's going to be similar. That's that's another thing. I'm you like know? I'm let let Stephen King decide. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's his intellectual property. You're trying to it, it like somebody put it in the comment sections like they're just pissed off that these guys did it better than they did, which, you know, it, it's also could, been like 30 years. Yeah. It's, or however long it's been. It's just silly. It seems yeah. so absurd to me. I'm so sick of people suing each other over the dumbest reasons. It's like these guys made a movie hey. 30 years after you did, and it was very successful, and it really was not anything like your movie, but for some reason you think you're entitled to 10% of their <laughs> profits? That's ridiculous. I don't like that hat. I'm going to sue you. <laughs> don't do it, Lost bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. I just wanted to bring that up real no, quick. That's fine. So anyway. All right, so that's going to bring us to our stupid fact of the day. And we are talking about dolls today. We are. Charles Lee Ray is a Mr. Little Chucky there is a doll, right? <laughs> no, I, he, was, he is a doll. Mr. Little Chucky. <laughs> Mr. Little Chucky. <laughs> Calling that to his face. I, I had my own Chucky. Did you guys have your own Chuckies growing I up? I do have I had my a, own Chucky. Well, I had a My Buddy. My Buddy, which yeah. was I, essentially oh, I have, a Chucky doll. Mike I have has an a, actual a real Chucky, Chucky doll. And it wasn't when I was growing up. It was as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. So I figured I'd bring a little uh, a little doll, horror doll trivia. Let's hear it. Doer. So have you ever heard of these uh, cursed dolls? 
and dolls that uh, put hexes and curses on people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, this one's uh, called Joliet. It holds the souls of dead baby boys. Oh, my gosh. So for generations, uh, Joliet was passed down by this family. Um, this family, the, the the dolls is said to have the souls of the boys from the family trapped inside her. Each woman in the family line has had a son and a daughter, though the boys have always mysteriously died at three years old. Ew. And the doll is uh, gifted to the surviving daughter, who may hear laughter and crying of the deceased infants at night. Well, how would God. you keep gifting that to your family? <laughs> Why wouldn't you burn it? <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Well, because the souls are in there. You don't want to kill your family off. Maybe well, that's why. Right. So well, apparently uh, the current owner says that uh, her name's Anna. She said the cursed doll came from a bitter former friend of her great-grandmother's, and it's been claiming the male heirs ever since the family uh, existed. Since wow. Then. That's spooky. Is there a yeah. picture of it? Uh, yes, actually. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. No. Let me see. No. Oh, God. <laughs> no. That's a scary-looking doll, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Screw the souls. Burn it. Yeah. <laughs> burn it with fire. Well, isn't it? I, like, if you, I, I, I imagine if you destroy the doll, then the souls are released, right? So why wouldn't you destroy it? And that's it? how it's worked in every movie I've ever seen. Exactly. So. And if we know anything, most movies are based off of real life. That's exactly true. Right? I was, so. exactly I was trying true. to find some trivia on that one doll, uh, and I couldn't think of the name of it, but you're, if you look in its eyes, you get cursed and something horrible happens oh, to you. Oh, it's the like the one that looks like a little sailor. Is, is it yeah, I know one? which yeah. one you're talking uh, about. Yeah. God, what's it called? Uh, was I know what you're talking about. It's, it's not, not. No, it's not Annabelle. It's, I, I, it, it looks like a, it's like no. a little. It might be Joey. It's, it's a Joey. little boy. It's a little boy doll, and he's dressed like a sailor. I, w- I was looking for that one. I know that's a little more well known, and then I came across this up in the search. Yeah, that's which, which was cool because that's I didn't I wasn't familiar with that one. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. That's um, good stuff. Yeah. So that was your stupid fact of the day, and boom, that was the news. All right. All right. Uh, all right. So we're going to take, um, here it is, Robert. 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 You now, there, there's actually movies based on him. There's oh, a, there are? There's quite a few of them, actually. There's a few hmm. uh, based on him, and he is creepy. Yeah. He is super creepy. Yeah, it's weird Ooh. little doll. Fucking Speaking dolls. of weird little dolls, we're going to take a little break here, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about a weird little doll. No. Oh. It's a good segue. I like that. <laughs> Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Andy had a little doll. Its heart was black as coal. And everywhere that Andy went, it tried to steal his soul. It followed him to school one day. It's haunting Andy's life. It makes the children scream in fear. Because Chucky's got a knife. (laughs) (laughs) Did you you write that yourself? (laughs) No, that is actually... uh, I remembered it... um, I there was a kid I went to school with in Bad X and he had the novelization of Child's Play 3 and that was on the back cover. <laughs> You've never seen it you, before? How did you remember that? Uh, I, or because, did you just remember it was there and you looked it up? No, no, no. Because I, I, I tried to look it up just to make sure I was doing it right, but I couldn't find it, so I had to do it from... Ooh. I'm pretty sure I got it right. I smell a correction for next week. <clears throat> well, we'll see. Um... No, I just I I was fascinated by Child's Play when I was younger. I think everybody was, but I was too afraid to watch them. And so so, so two two things happened to me. Um, <clears throat> first grade, I was in first grade, and we were in music class. And my buddy Justin Strait, you know Justin, I do. Um, 
we were in music class and we were playing the marimba side by side. We got uh, we were on marimba, a mar- bunch, bunch of cool guys. We were right? on marimba detail, <laughs> and uh, and I started talking about how I was like like really intrigued by this killer doll, but also super freaked out by it. And he told me that he had seen the movies. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Tell me everything. Tell like this is what I used to do when I was younger. Give when, it I was, to me, Lars. when I was too, <laughs> do it to me, Lars. When I was too afraid to watch movies, I would ask people to explain them in great detail to me. So he did, but everything he told me was false because he hadn't actually seen the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know that until third grade, when I actually spent a couple days on the uh, the the playground with this guy uh, Brian Smith, who unfortunately um, passed away a couple years ago. But he, he, we, he, he and I spent about two days walking around the playground during recess, and he explained the plot of the movies to me mm-hmm. and the, all the kills and everything. And he actually got it right because oh. he actually had seen them. And I, I didn't, I wasn't able to confirm it until years later when I actually, you know, got was the, it, got the was balls. Was it as to, scary? Um, when I first saw them, yeah. yeah. Oh so, yeah, definitely. So rewatching these movies because I haven't seen them in years. You know, one of the things one of the things that sucks about being a horror fan is that there's so much stuff that's constantly coming out, and there's so there's such a vast library of movies that you haven't seen because yeah. the genre is just so deep. Yeah, you don't. I don't often go back and rewatch movies a lot. Yeah, and the Child's Play series is one of those series that I've seen it you know a handful of times, but it's a, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Right, like I probably hadn't seen the first movie, God, in, in eight years. I mean, it had, had to have been, you know, like I, yeah. you know, Child's Play was one of the first series that I bought when I started collecting. And so I'm sure I watched them all once or twice then, but I don't know that I've picked them up again, you know, except for like Curse when Curse came out and, you know, that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, I hadn't watched the first Child's Play in a long time and rewatching it this week, it, I don't think that I realized and maybe I did, but I don't think that I realized how absolutely creepy that movie is. Like, and everybody says that, and the I would, ori- and the I would, original one, yeah, yeah. And I would always be like, "Oh, it's not that, it's not that scary, blah blah." And, and I watch it again back now, and it's like, I don't know if maybe I'm just now getting it uh-huh. or what, because maybe back then I was like, "Oh, fucking killer dolls, it's not scary," <laughs> you know. But like, I watch it now, and this movie's creepy as shit. Yeah. Like, it really, really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and how they were able to get the animatronics of Chucky to look as good as they did mm. back in 1988. I know that was like the they were it was the heyday of practical effects, and they were on top. They were you know they were all on their their A games back then. Yeah, but it's still an impressive feat to have an animatronic be one of your main characters. Yeah, you know with that much screen time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and hats off to the to the special effects crew and Tom Holland, the director. Like they they. It's great. If you've never seen Child's Play, A, why are you listening to this? And <laughs> and B, go watch it. Like cuz it's such a good movie. Yeah. But um, um yeah. agreed. Like I it it definitely holds up over the years. Of course there's like some cheesy stuff about it, but that's sure. that's kind of uh, that's kind it's kind of where the charm comes through too. There, like there's a there's there's a lot of charm in sort of that tackiness of it. There's one speaking of that yeah, tacky, the the most the, the most tacky scene in the entire movie, hands down for me that say I had to I bursted out laughing when I was watching it, is when um we're jumping all over the place here, but when Andy is in the psych ward and he's looking out the window mm. and he sees Chucky running up like the fire escape. Yeah. But it's like a little person in a Chucky costume. Yeah. And it looks so off and so <laughs> weird like no offense to the to the little person that that played it but like well, yeah, it just looks so weird 
being that he's animatronic <clears throat> the entire rest of the movie, now you have like this person dressed up as Chucky. Well, stuff. and there's a there's a few, and and that uh, that actor's name was Ed Gale. Okay. Um, there are a few. There's a few instances in the movie where it's actually the it, it's Ed Gale in the suit walking around, and you can definitely tell when it's him sure. as opposed to there's a scene where uh, Chris Chris Sarandon's character um, Mike Detective Mike Norris throws him across the room, and you can see that he. When he hits the floor and rolls, it's obviously yep. a human, and yep. he pulls the knife out and jumps up really quick. Like it's all, it's not puppetry. It's all, it's all human. So it's kind of this weird. They do a mix. It's a weird mix of like yeah. puppetry and, and and him moving like a human. And sometimes they that gets edited together and it looks fine. Oh yeah. Sometimes it looks great. Other times it's like eh, there's <laughs> a little bit to be desired. Right. <laughs> but again, it's part of that that tackiness that kind of adds to the charm of the yeah. movie a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um. Before we get any further, though, let's just get the details out of the way. So this is directed by Tom Holland. Uh, you would know from Fright Night, Thinner, a bunch of Tales from the Crypt episodes. Thinner. Guy's a legend in the horror the genre. Langoliers. Langoliers, yep. Um, so here, we have a single mother that gives her son a much sought-after doll for his birthday, only to discover that it is possessed by the soul of a serial killer. Yeah, we've all heard that story. Right? I've lived that story. Yeah, of course. You know, I got a, I got a Ken doll when I was <laughs> five. That thing was haunted. Did you really? I did. You got a Ken doll when you were five? Like because you wanted one or because you not that there's anything wrong with that. I you can my, play with you can play with dolls if I think you my want. My parents like, were still hoping for a, a daughter. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm convinced that's what it was. That's why your middle name is Marcy. I also got an, I also got an Easy Bake Oven, the pink one, for Christmas one year. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> I did. No, Dude, fun fact. Fun wait, fact. I did easy... not. I did not actually get a Ken doll, but I did get the pink Easy Bake Oven. The Easy Bake Oven. <laughs> Made some dope brownies, it, right? So yes, it I, did. I can't even fault them. <laughs> I don't think uh, they knew there was a difference because there was a male one. It was like yellow, I think, and oh, blue. Uh, incredible I edibles. I don't know. It was easy bake oven. Oh, okay, okay. I don't think that they knew that there was two different versions of it though. And uh, <laughs> they bought me an easy bake oven, and it was pink, and I used the shit out of it. <laughs> See, I had a uh, in elementary school. There was a uh, a Barbie that I had gotten for myself as a toy. <laughs> let me explain. Let me explain. So uh, a kid in one of my classes. She was hot. Had a, uh, it, no, it was a male Barbie, right? Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Even better, right? So this this kid, uh, when Dennis Rodman was going crazy and dyeing his hair green and all this, when he was like the highlight of what TMZ would have been today. He, he wore a wedding dress to his own oh, wedding. Oh, yeah, all that like, stuff, right? So, so Electra. He yeah. had his own, T or his, own, uh, his own Barbie doll figure, mm -hmm. right? And I, I mean, I guess it would be an oversized action figure in quotes, right? <laughs> and so this kid in one of my elementary school classes had, uh, had brought this in, and I'm like, that's so cool. I want this this uh, Dennis Rodman action figure. And uh, I actually, well, I was just buying a Barbie for myself. So <laughs> it, was, it was actually Barbie brand, like? I think so. It might have been. I don't know. I don't remember. But it was, it be, was essentially I'm interested to see if Barbie. It's if, probably worth a bunch of money now. I say I'm interested to see if Barbie ever actually put out a Dennis Rodman. Well, figure. you could yeah. you could change its hair color and stuff like, like put on a different <laughs> color hair, or maybe the head was Listen, different or something. Get yourself a good set of sharpies, and you can change any Barbie's hair color. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to the movie though. Uh, so you have uh, Catherine Hicks who plays Karen Barclay, uh, who is uh, Andy Barclay's mother. Andy Barclay. Barclay? Barclay. Barclay. Um, is uh, played by Alex Vincent, which you'll hear his name a lot over the next couple of weeks. Of course. Um, then you have uh, Detective Mike Norris, played by Chris Sarandon. Um, let's see here. Uh, Brad Dourif. I mean, Brad Dourif is, we've talked about him a lot on the show. He's <clears throat> one of our favorite genre actors because of, quite frankly, his voice. Yeah. He has one of the greatest voices 
ever. Really does. Um, and I'm sorry, Mark Hamill, suck a dick because <laughs> you will never, ever, ever be close to Brad Dourif's Chucky level. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, it's rewatching true. these really cemented that I I rewatch. I'm not, not going to be that mean to Mark Hamill because uh, it's fucking because <laughs> Luke, Luke Skywalker <laughs> and the Joker and whatnot. I know, but, I know. Uh, I just I, yeah, I rewatch. He can't touch Chucky though. I rewatched the trailer for the new one. Yeah. After I watched these three movies though, mm-hmm. and it really cemented how bad it is. Really. To me, at least. Yeah. I mean, it's just personal personal opinion. But I just, it just doesn't work for me. That voice should not be coming out of that doll. Yeah. And that doll should not look the way that it does. But that's yeah. that's a whole other story for an episode I'm, coming down the road. I'm looking forward to watching it. As am I. Because I. I hope I'm proven wrong. I, I, but uh, it's going to be tough for me because I'm a little, I'm a little bit, bit of a purist when it comes to Chucky. I agree. I agree. Um, and the last but not least, <clears throat> you have Dinah Manoff who plays Maggie, the babysitter, best friend slash babysitter. Yes. Those are the, those are the, pretty much the main characters that you need to know here. Um, so let's just get this out of the way. Ch- uh, not Chucky's mom. Andy's mother wants to get him a birthday gift. Andy really, really wants a good guy's doll. Mm-hmm. So she buys him like the, like the, the. The um, what's it called? The workbench, basically, that goes with it. And he's like Whoa. the tool set. Yeah. He's like, and and Andy, like in typical little boy fashion, acts like a little asshole at his birthday <laughs> because his struggling single parent mother couldn't get him the super expensive doll. You asshole. <laughs> um, but he guilt trips his mother to the point where she has to go to a peddler behind her work and basically <clears throat> buy, shut up phone, basically <laughs> buy stolen goods to give to her son. Mother of the year, right there. Well, I I wrote down. A doll that cost a hundred dollars in nineteen eighty eight. Yes. I wonder what that would cost nowadays. But oh, we are, did you did you do it, uh, Matt? No, we already have the answer. It's the new dolls that are that you talked about last week that are coming out that are four hundred fifty dollars. I mean, right? so I mean, like in nineteen eighty eight, this was the equivalent of this kid asking for a four hundred fifty dollar Chucky doll or yeah. or t- Tommy doll or whatever the hell. Again, like I said, little asshole. Yeah, little prick. <laughs> <laughs> Understand. That your mother is struggling, okay? And actually, you um, know what? I, I joke about this, but I did actually feel for the mother a little bit in the movie, like as a say, as like a single parent trying to like she wants to sure, make her kid yeah, happy. Yeah. There's a part of me that now that I'm getting older, I'm sort of like latching onto that stuff more so than I would have when I was younger watching these movies, and I felt for the mother a little bit in I that f- situation. I feel that too, but at the same time, I understand. I being a parent, especially a parent of a, a of a, a very willful four year old right now, <laughs> um, I understand we'll where push my will upon you. I I understand where uh, where Andy's head is too because they don't understand yeah. money. Sure, they don't understand what money is like. Like my daughter wanted something the other day that was outrageously expensive, and an I was ice just like, cream sandwich. <laughs> it was it was actually a uh, an ice cream Snickers bar. Oh, oh, those are expensive. I'm man. not going <laughs> to shell out two dollars and eighty nine cents for that. <laughs> uh, I'll do it for you're, no. you're not worth it. <laughs> well, just to be clear, I'll do it for myself on the way to this show. <laughs> But it's principal. You're teaching the kid. You don't go for the most expensive thing on the ice cream truck. That's rule number one. But that's why you can't do it because you got to save that money for that enjoyment of yourself. Exactly. Every you, once in a while, dad's got to enjoy something. You will get a rocket pop. Dad <laughs> will get a Choco Taco. <laughs> you got to set those boundaries. Choco Tacos are so expensive They're these what? days. They're what? 
I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> they're so expensive. But these they're days. so worth it. They used they're to be like so... 75 cents and now Dude, they're $3.89. I will pay $10 for a chocolate taco. They are really good. They're so good. I don't know what I was talking about. Anyway, kids, <laughs> kids don't understand money, and so I kind of understand where Andy's coming from. Sure, you know no, what I mean? I do. I'm just, it was a joke, and, and he's he just so, kind of ruined my joke. He's, he, well, I. He, <laughs> sort of I did but most of the time you ruin your own jokes that's so true that's true I just took I just took up the mantle on that one um I he's so adorable though Andy yeah he's a yeah, very he cute is. little he kid he's like, a good little he's a good kid yeah and he is just completely perverted by by Chucky not in like a sexual way but like like his mind <laughs> is perverted like he cannot he doesn't have a, a good childhood now because he's constantly worried about three foot of plastic trying to kill him yeah you know and drives him insane yeah for the most part well I mean hell his mother ends up in a psych house at the end of this movie because got, she believes I have, him I have big problems with that part of the story by the way but that's not until number we'll two we'll so there. we'll get, get there. there um so uh yeah, basically, she wants to buy him this doll. She ends up getting it from a peddler who uh, you find out later in the movie actually got this doll from uh, an ex- a, a place where an explosion had taken place, it was a like toy a toy store. store, a toy store yep. And that was from the beginning of the movie. You see Brad Dourif as Charles Lee Ray. The running. only time in the series you actually see, I think, Brad Dourif as Brad Dourif. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling actually, you know what? I said as that was coming out of my mouth, I kind of felt like I was lying to you. I Why? feel like in one of the other movies coming up, there's a flashback where you actually oh, see him. But, well, yeah, but this is the only time you actually yeah. see him in the pre Chucky Chucky, right? Um, pre Chucky Charles, <laughs> pre Chucky Charles, and he uh, he runs into this toy store, and. The only option that he has, like, they don't even really explain why he's able to do this, but he, the only option that he has is to transfer his soul into the first thing that he can find, which is a doll. Is that not the first thing that you go to whenever you're in trouble? (laughs) I gotta transfer my soul now! (laughs) No, I think it daily. I just don't, I, I don't have the means. This movie would have taken a drastic turn if he would have been, like, chased into, like, a ravine. And the only thing that he could see before he died was like a frog. <laughs> it would have been a vastly different movie. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> Why wouldn't he have froggy play? <laughs> that sounds like that's a documentary. Yeah, I don't want to see. Sounds like a documentary that I'm not interested in. Um, yeah. So if you haven't gotten the documentary joke by this point, three weeks in, <laughs> just use your imagination. I feel like you've been saying it for more than three weeks. Um, yeah, so so basically, you get Charles Lee Ray transferring his soul into yep. this doll, and then yeah, that's kind of where she the... gets chased into the toy store by a cop or whatever. <clears throat> Long story short, he gets shot to save his soul and his consciousness. Basically, he transfers his soul into basically the first thing that he sees, which is one of these good guy dolls. Right, that's the setup. Which is kind of kind of ingenious in a way. I mean, I mean, I I think that he would have much rather have put his soul into something better, like an, another another person would have been good. I mean. Well... <laughs> Well, sure. But in the moment, it's kind of ingenious because you can kind of just hunker down as a doll and just like wait it out because you know you're going to find a kid at some point in time. Sure. But actually, he didn't know that the first person he revealed his secret to was the person that he would have to end up transferring his soul into. Yeah, that's part of that's part of like the, uh, the the deal here is that the only way that you can reverse this is, and this is a theme that plays out for three movies. Mm-hmm. the The only way to reverse it to get your soul out of the 
The doll. The doll, basically, or whatever it was that you would have put yourself into, is you have to take over the body of the first person that you revealed yourself to. Right. And so in, in Chucky's case, and he has a really good laugh about this, oh, it's a six-year-old boy. <laughs> you know? That that brings about the best line in the entire movie. Uh, he's talking to John, mm-hmm. who is the like the voodoo master who taught him all these skills and like taught him how he could... How ne- he could... Never would have thought his name was John. John. <laughs> and Chucky says... Right before he kills John, he's like, well, John, it's been fun, but I got to go. I have a date with a six-year-old boy. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, boy. Speaking of of one-liners, when we were looking for an intro to this episode oh my god mike so this is a, you picked the worst portion of was, any of the movies no, 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 that no, no. i love i love it because the ending is so is is worth it no, but i not. agree it's a little bit annoying at first but it was between this or the incantation and i didn't want to do the incantation because i wanted chucky like i wanted like good chucky the problem is this what do you mean you want a good chucky the the incantation the, is some of the, the best chucky the problem is this though is in the first three movies the ones that we're covering today Chucky, for as much as he's the main character, he's not the main character. You know, so he doesn't really have a lot of like monologues, he doesn't have a lot of long spoken parts. Yeah. It's always either Andy or the mother or whoever else is playing opposite Andy in these movies. Yeah. And Chucky is basically just reduced to one liners for all three movies. Yeah. So to get like a long speaking part for Chucky is, is near impossible. You don't need a long speaking part. Like there's there's scenes where he's going back and forth, like you could have done uh, the scene with John, Listen, where he says he's got a date with a six-year-old boy. Don't fuck with the Chuck. <laughs> it's a great line. It's a great line. It's a great line out of the worst movie. <laughs> the first one? No, dude. That's the, f- no, oh, that's the from, third movie. It's from the third movie. It is movie. the third movie. It is, it, out of these three, it is the worst. I, I'll give you that. Not, not to say that it's bad, but it is the worst of the three. It is, yeah. For, well, well, I we'll also, get there. We'll I get also there. have another reason for saying that, well, but we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to it. it. <clears throat> um... Anyway, yeah. So, so that you know, if if you've not, I don't think we need to go through the whole plot of Child's Play. No. If you've not seen it, go put your soul on a doll or something. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, go put your soul on a <laughs> go doll. Put, go put your soul. Um, <laughs> thoughts thoughts on Child's Play. Thoughts on Child's Play. Uh, I love this movie. I agree. Um, it's held up over the years it quite has, well for me. It has. You uh, know what else has held up over the years? What? Um, Brad Dorif's long flowing locks in the beginning of this movie oh yeah uh, <laughs> I was like, when i first saw this i forgot that he had long hair i'm like oh brad that's a good look that's a gets up that's a that's a fantastic except look. for the except for they actually haven't held up over the years because by the time he's in rob zombie's halloween he has a full-on skullet he does i'm is... not sure if that was intentional or not i don't know that it was what do you mean like is it his natural hair? Like, is he pretty much he's, balding? I think he's bald. Yeah, that's what I'm but saying. But he had long hair, which doesn't really make much sense because I don't. Well, I guess he was like a he was like a, a towny cop though. Like he wasn't state police or anything. That's true. That's true. So I don't. Um, I don't actually know. But if there's I've anybody that can rock a skull, hair though. If there's anybody that can rock a skull, it, it's Brad Dorf. Him and the dude from uh, what the hell is that band? Is it Lamb of God? Is the I, maybe I'm not sure. Nah, it's not Lamb of God. It's uh. Does it matter? Damn it! No, it's it's like a it's it's a very popular like old school metal band though. Oh, where the guy just had a fucking gross skullet. I have no idea. Oh, damn no it. idea who you're talking about. Ah, it doesn't um, matter. 
I, I do love the the rawness of this movie. There's like a, a certain gritty, just raw. <clears throat> you would never the way this movie's written, you would never see this movie nowadays. Yeah. Um and I and I'm I will preface that with one line in particular. The very first time that you see Chucky as full on Chucky, mm-hmm. like angry, pissed off, I'm gonna kill you, Chucky. Mm-hmm. The first lines that he actually speaks in this mode are the greatest it's the greatest opening line to a villain. Ever. What is it? And I quote, You stupid bitch, you filthy slut, I'll teach <laughs> you to fuck with me. <laughs> it's like it's the first time that you hear Chucky like out outwardly like being like like evil Chucky. It actually sounds like something from a Rob Zombie movie. <laughs> sort of, yeah. But um that that kind of language though, even in like more hardcore movies now, unless you're it's like a Rob Zombie that's intentionally sort of gross and filthy. Yeah. This wasn't intentionally gross and filthy. This oh, is just no. the way the movie was written. Yeah. You would never see that nowadays. Mm-hmm. You just wouldn't. Yeah. Um well it's like they it's like And they, it's kind of refreshing to hear how like revolting the language is. Well and they kind of, I mean obviously that was by design. Like this was it was supposed to be so shocking because it's coming from a children's toy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like so they probably told Duriff like just just really well, it just was really, for him, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I, you don't think any of that was ad-libbed? I don't know. It'd be interesting It'd be interesting to find out. I have no idea. I've never heard anything to the contrary, but... Um, well, uh, because this kind of... Uh, how do they... So, for his parts, they would record them first, right? Sure. And then they would sync them up with the puppet during the shots? Yes. Is that how they do it? Yeah. They record it first, and then they move the mouth to best match up. So he really could. could just kind of fly off the handle and say whatever the hell he wanted. I guess. And a lot of times with Chucky, too, like, you see it, like, he's on somebody's shoulders being, like, tossed around. So he, the a lot of times the the uh, when he's yelling, it doesn't really have to match up perfectly mm-hmm. with the mouth. So that's kind of a nice way of around it. Uh, yeah, another another thing that I loved about these movies is uh, Alex Vincent as a child actor. Yeah, Alex Vincent's really good. Yeah, he was like he's good. got a, a solid performance, especially for a kid. Kids sometimes are hit and miss. No yeah. offense to him, but he's they a, are, and he's, he's really good. He's a little plastic at uh, at times. Yeah, no, but, no but pun he's, intended. But, but he's uh, great when he needs to be. Yeah, and those are the scenes that you actually remember. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, there there are so many. Oh man. Uh, every time I see this movie, the and especially now that I have children of my own, the 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 scene where he's traveling across the city by himself—well, mm-hmm. not by himself—he's with Chucky. But that scene gives me so much anxiety because I just I who just lets picture a kid do that. Like who lets a kid get on the train or the bus and pay their money? Oh, oh yeah, I'm gonna drop this kid off in Ghetto Town, USA. Dude, <laughs> like, kids, kids do that. Kids so weird. Kids in New York, like I, I don't know if they do it anymore, but like it used to be. You know, I don't know if about, yeah, I don't my, know about six year old boys, but like my they, mother they, used to they tell would, me they would let young kids yeah, like get on the subway and ride my, and go across. My town mother used stuff. to tell me when she was like 14, they would take the bus to the heart of Detroit. To, to go to the big Hudson's, yeah. you know, uh, that was downtown. Yeesh. The rest in peace Hudson's. But, um, you know, my, my guess, I don't know, I guess they did used to do it, you know, back in the day. It was a different world, but yeah, man. it's still weird, though. It's still weird to see just knowing what we know nowadays and how the world is nowadays. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's a bizarre thing. It gives me anxiety because I, I picture one of my own children out in the city by themselves, and that's just horrifying to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. there, was, there was one scene in this flick um, that I could not help but wonder if it was an ode to The Shining. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm talking about? Andy's on one side of a door. And Chucky is stabbing a knife through the door. Yeah, but it's like a it's like a shot to where you see 
like Andy's face pressed up against the door and the knife just comes through it. Yeah. Do you think that was an ode to The Shining? Like Does when she's against more... the door and the axe comes through? Does that happen more than once? Because it happens with mom too. Um, when he's I, when he's in the bathroom. It might have no, no, you know, you know, it might have been that. That's the scene. Yeah, I think that's the scene. But um, is that supposed to be uh, an ode to The Shining? Do you think? Because it seemed oddly specific. <clears throat> I don't feel like that's a terribly uncommon visual in horror movies to have somebody on one side of a door and then having something stabbing through the okay. other side. You know, what I, I mean? saw it though, and I immediately just thought that. I'm like, oh, I wonder if that was Tom Holland's like, love The Shining. Here's mm. my ode to it. You know? Yeah, I mean, to it me, could. it seemed that way. Yeah, it could be. Um, favorite part of the movie. Favorite part of the movie. Uh, like, what are we thinking here? Jeez. Jeez. Uh, Jeez. Damn it. Uh, I I always know that this question is probably coming, and then <laughs> I, I never prepare for it. Uh, hold on. I might have actually written it down somewhere. Do you have a favorite I, part? Let me let me know well, what yours is. My favorite part is actually the favorite. My favorite part of all three movies, mm-hmm. and that is that um, Chucky when he gets really fucked up at the end of the movies yeah they really do a number on them and oh, it yeah. always looks good yeah even the third movie which honestly didn't hold a candle to the first two right the end the end scene of that movie and the end scene of the second one and the end scene of the or scenes rather of uh, of the first movie like he's always melting and getting blown up and limbs ripped off or his face is crushed. Something happens to him and yeah. it always looks so good uh-huh. like and it's ridiculous how good it looks yeah um. Yeah, I don't know. Like in this one, like, you had melting, melting Chucky, basically. Yeah. And it was like such a really cool visual. Um. I don't know. I loved it. I think. I think fucked up Chucky is my favorite version <laughs> of Chucky. <laughs> you um, know. Yeah. I. I agree. It looked. It looked amazing. And and the end, like when he when his his head and his body are detached from each other, and then mm-hmm. his body pops out and and uh, is strangling the other cop. Yeah. And the head is just going, strangle him! <laughs> Kill him! It's very, it's very reanimator, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I love I love the whole end sequence when they're in the, the apartment and they realize that Chucky's back in the house. And um, I love when Mom throws him into the... Uh, oh, into the fire pit? Into the fire pit. His and line, he, too. Like he says, he says something to... Andy's line is great. Yeah, what the hell? He's like, so, he's like, he's Andy, like I'll he's like, be your friend to the end. And Andy's like, this, this is, is the end. end. <laughs> Pops him on fire. And I love, like, Chucky uh, Chucky freaking out behind that, that flame screen is so, it's like, it's horrifying, but hilarious at the same yeah. time. Just oh. because the way he's moving kind of looks like uh, like a Muppet almost. Like, um, like when uh, Kermit the Frog do, like does his, yeah! Thing and his arms are flapping all over the place like that to me every I'm just time. Picturing Kermit completely on fire. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, I really like that part and uh, yeah, I don't know. I love the I love the entire last sequence in the house. I think it's so cool. Um, yeah, I agree. I I I can't say enough good things about this movie. This is it's a masterclass in doll movies. <laughs> Not because it's popular, but like it's that damn good. Yeah. Like it really, really is. Yeah. If you haven't seen this movie in a long time, I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit of trivia here for you. Um, the original plot was actually to have uh, lifelike good guy dolls that had blood and latex skin. Uh, that way, if the kids tore the latex skin, they could go out and buy good guy bandages. Oh. And like, so there's parts of the movie that still reflect that. Um, it's very interesting. There's um, like the. Uh, where was I it wonder there? if I wonder if that's a in uh, Ch- in Child's Play two. Then I wonder if that's kind of a callback when Kyle says, "You've seen dolls that pee." 
This one bleeds. It very well could be. I know that a lot of stuff in the original script got changed. I think Don Mancini said that about 50% of his original script is actually on screen. Oh, really? Um, so they did make a lot of changes to it. Um, like in the, uh, in the in the uh, Blood Brother pact, Andy cuts his own hand and mixes his blood with Chucky's, thus causing him to come alive and become human. Mm. It wasn't even wasn't magic. Even a, okay. Ma- magic was, like I think, a studio note. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And then they worked it in. So, which I honestly... Mean, one of the better studio notes because it's a great backstory. I was gonna say we all know how terrible studio notes can be sometimes, but for this, this one, one worked out. This yeah, one like for out. this one to actually be because even if he made a blood pact with him and he came alive, why would he be a killer doll? Yeah, because he mixed blood with a young, like a little boy. That sure. doesn't make any sense. So I'm sure the it made idea more. Of, I'm sure that it made more sense in the actual screenplay. But, sure, you know they probably ex- explained it more. Yeah. Um. And the working title for the original film was uh, "Bloody Buddy," which uh, <laughs> which uh, and I'm reading this from uh, from IMDb here mm-hmm. uh, facts. So if it's wrong, don't blame us. But uh, it seems <laughs> to confirm the widely believed notion that the film was inspired by Hasbro's "My Buddy" toy, toy doll, My which also addressed in denim overalls and a striped shirt. Mm-hmm. And I was also reading that the "My Buddy." line of dolls literally took a huge hit and eventually disappeared because of this movie really yeah <laughs> absolutely oh um, man and also the original work print of the movie was over excuse me was over two hours long and uh other sources have mentioned that the original cut was two and a half to near three hours long Holy shit. and unfortunately i don't think they've ever found this footage Mm-hmm. Uh, as as I think it was Don Mancini had said, or Tom Holland, one of the two, said that when they were cutting it, they pretty much they cut it and they just threw stuff away. Mm-hmm. So who knows if this footage actually exists somewhere? But my God, I want to see a three-hour cut of this movie, <laughs> even if only to watch it once. Uh-huh. I want to see it. You know, all the stuff that was like left out, and I don't know. Super cool though. <clears throat> um, there were a couple things that I was reading that I thought were cool too. Uh, um. <clears throat> So the original writer, uh, Don Mancini, stated mm-hmm. in an interview that his original script toyed with the audience a bit, uh, making them wonder if young Andy was the killer rather than Chucky. This idea was used by Kevin Tenney in Pinocchio's Revenge. Have you ever seen Pinocchio's Revenge? I have not. It's remarkably similar to Child's makes, Play. Makes sense, yeah. But at the end, you actually find out that it's uh, the the young girl. Oh, really? Is killing. I, if I... If I remember correctly. Spoilers. Yeah, sorry. Jeez. Um, and then just, I feel like this is pretty important. Chucky's full name being Charles Lee Ray is derived from the names of notorious killers Charles Manson, which he's not actually a killer. Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> That's controversial words right there. <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald, the alleged assassin of John F. Kennedy. That's, a, that's also another... I, I threw in the alleged part. <laughs> and James Earl Ray, assassin of Martin Luther King. Alleged. Alleged. <laughs> I mean, come on. We all know that there was more than one shooter in the uh, JFK, right? Grassy Knoll, baby. Yeah, Grassy Knoll. Yeah, all right, speaking of Grassy Knolls, Child's Play 2. Terrible segue. Mm. Um, <laughs> from 1990, two years later, we got Child's Play 2, which was uh, directed by John Lafia. Um Let's see here. Uh, while Andy's mother is admitted to a psychiatric hospital, the young boy is placed in foster care, and Chucky, determined to claim Andy's soul, is not far behind. Before we get into this, I need to know your thoughts about the mother being in the hospital. Good. I'm glad, because that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. Good. Um, I'm glad. That's it, exactly what I wanted you to talk about. It bothers the shit out of me, because by the end of the first movie, mm-hmm. Andy, his mother... 
Mike Mike Morris, is that mm-hmm. his name? Detective Mike Morris, and the other detective all know the truth. Sure. And the cops deny everything. Because neither of the cops died, right? No, nope, neither okay. of them died. That's what I thought. Okay. They deny everything, which ends up making uh, Andy's mom look like a nut bar. And she ends up going to payday. And she ends up going to the loony bin. This is bullshit. I agree. Um, like how, those cops are dicks, man. Like, and yeah. now this kid is put in the system because his mom is in the loony bin, and 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 that's it. There's a lot of other. There's a lot of things too. Like, there's that. Yes, and then there's also the idea that they put Andy into this uh, foster care system, yep. right? And he had all the stuff about the the the, the child or the, the the Chucky doll and all that stuff. And whatever he brings it up uh, after this stuff, they all think that he's just absolutely crazy. His teachers are... He's surrounded by assholes. It's no wonder Andy <laughs> grew up fucked up because everyone's a dick to him. I've also seen that documentary. <laughs> surrounded by assholes. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the foster system. <laughs> um, no, like, like he's surrounded by people that are just the worst influences on him in his life. If, if, if you met a kid that thought that his... his toy doll was talking to him was murdering people I would not sit there and say grow out of it especially when he gets older and he's still holding on to it you don't say grow out of it you go is this child perhaps a schizophrenic like in 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 today's you know what I'm saying like if you actually look at it from an actual thing you would think this kid maybe had multiple personalities or had like a like he thought people were talking to him like that's a mental condition. All right, yeah, everyone on. treats him like he's an asshole. In this Wait, movie. let's walk this back a second. Okay, because me personally, uh, the rational explanation would be this Kill child. This <laughs> child might have some sort of. Uh, you know, impairment, prob- problem mentally that he's yeah. that's that's like causing him to believe these things. Me not being a totally rational person, I would go, uh, "Are you guys listening to this shit? <laughs> I he's agree talking with you. about a killer doll. Can we can we figure that? Like, this can is we? Why we can, can never be cops. <laughs> can we at least? Can we at least like try and disprove the notion of a killer doll before we go into schizophrenia? <laughs> we would, we, we and you as cops, we'd walk into a house and be like, "Dude, dude says the house came alive, killed his family. Hold the phones. The house is haunted, guys. Everybody, oh, get out. Get out of the house. The house is alive." <laughs> We would be the worst cops ever. <laughs> Everybody would walk free. <laughs> or would we be the best? One out of a hundred would be mm. actually true. And you know what? <laughs> There's movie rights in that. Um, um, going back to the beginning, I love the rebuild montage in the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. When the uh, the the guys at uh, at at um, damn it, what what's the name of the company? Uh, Something pals. Uh, no, oh, oh my god, it's not um, uh, shit. Toy pals. No, it's not Toy Pals. <laughs> What's so funny about Toy Pals? I don't know. It just seems like the most obvious place you could have gone. <laughs> toy Pals. Is it? Is it? Is it Fun Toy Company? <laughs> oh, it's uh, Play Pals. Play Pals. That's, I was. Yeah. I was close. I was close. Yeah, that's uh, the the montage of them rebuilding the doll at the beginning. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it was like good. taking the old charred. <laughs> Chucky and scraping away his like old flesh and stuff. My it's question really cool. is, why do they need probably like a hundred thousand dollar machine just to put eyes into a doll? <laughs> 
it's in this it's in this massive machine that just literally pops in two pops plastic eyes. Plastic I, <laughs> I don't know why that needed to be that expensive, but hey. Because it's foreshadowing. But Michael. the the death and rebuilding of Chucky in all of these movies are some of the highlights of all three movies. Yeah, yeah for like, sure. It, you know, they all do it well, yeah. and they and they're such they're so good because he is just decimated at the end <laughs> of all of these movies, and the rebuilding process is always great. However, whether he's being reformed, or being rebuilt with a squishy metal plate somehow in his head. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was confusing. There's obviously there's a metal skull behind the uh, toy, which is not normal. But then whenever they squeeze the head to put stuff in, it's squishy. And it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Oversight. Continuity, bitches. Come on. <laughs> um, um, speaking well, of continuity, I need, to, I need another beer so that I can continue on my... Uh, oh. Hold on. Because... Because <laughs> one beer is just child's play. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about this foster family real quick. Because um, how I got, big a dick the dad is? Because I got some issues with beef. I got some beef with beef. Oh, beef. <laughs> so so we're watching this, and I, I look at James. I go, "Oh my God, that's beef from Phantom no, no, of the hold Paradise." On. Hold on, let's let's really <laughs> lay this out. We're watching the movie. And all of a sudden, Mike goes, "Oh my god!" And I go, "What?" Like, and and I, I passenger seat freaked out on him. Yeah, he I goes, did. he goes. Did you realize that the dad is beef from Phantom of Paradise? I go, no, "Yes." He's just beef. He's just beef. <laughs> I go, "Yes." I well, I I added in the from Phantom of Paradise just in case anybody doesn't know that. I said, "Yes." Everybody knows that. Not everybody knows that, but. Uh, I said, Way to make me feel like a piece of shit. I said, you just did the thing. Like, have you ever been driving in a? And I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to call out girls in particular, oh, but it, oh, you're on thin ice, my friend. It seems to it. I've only ever had this happen when a uh, a girl was in the passenger seat, and they'll suddenly go, <gasps> and you, you scared al- me, just and you now. almost get into an accident, and you go what? And they're like, I realized that. I didn't take my shoes back to the mall. <laughs> you you are stereotyping so hard right now. <laughs> I listen. I've had this happen with my beautiful wife before, and it's it's always some ridiculously stupid re- like y- y- there was no need for you to gasp that hard when you realized that you hadn't taken your like your 30 days has passed at Old Navy and you can't return <laughs> your shirt now. <laughs> and you almost get in a fucking car accident and mike did that to me he, he goes oh my god and i go what 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 um did you realize that's beef i don't i don't oh, mean to a bitch. i don't mean to call this out and i hope that they're never listening to this what um my mother <laughs> did that to my brother while he had his driver's permit oh no and he drove directly through our garage door <laughs> see that's what i'm saying Ladies, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to speak ill of my mother here, but it did happen. And I so, witnessed it. So what was her what was her reason for freaking out? Because she thought he was going to drive through the garage door, and then he freaked <laughs> out. And he did. It's a self 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 fulfilling prophecy, I just, Barb. I just remember I was on the phone with my grandma at the time. I remember this clear as day, and I was actually going upstairs to get my dad, who was outside. And as I'm walking up the stairs, I just see a car barreling through my garage door. <laughs> My grandma, I'm gonna have to call you back. <laughs> That's amazing. But uh, back to Child's Play too. Uh, you're talking about the the step parents or the foster parents. The uh, foster parents, played by Jenny. I, how do you say her last name? Jenny 
Agatar or Agutter? Um, Agutter. Agutter? Agutter. Sure, we'll go with that. And Jenny Agutter. And Garrett Graham, the mm-hmm. infamous beef. Uh, you have, so basically Joanne and uh, Phil. Yes, and then uh, you have uh, another foster child in the home who's older than Andy, played by Christine Elise, and her <coughs> name is Kyle. Is she 16? I, I watch it. Just, just watch it. Maybe. She's good. She's a good-looking girl. I'll she, put it that way. She was born in girl. 1965, and this movie came out in 1990. 1990. Oh. oh. <laughs> she. Yeah. Okay. So. 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 This actually leads into something else I was going to say. Is it? Is no. This is for the third movie. No, it, it works for this one too. Actually. Oh, you silly boy. Because being that she's in foster care, she has to be under 18. Yeah. There's no way that she's under 18. <laughs> like, there's just no way. She does not look like it at all. This goes this goes for another girl in the third movie too, but we'll get there. Um, they have these older they have these older girls are playing these younger roles, yeah. which they do in a lot of movies. And sometimes though, it's like it's like it's like we were talking about Luke Perry playing a playing a teenager in 90210. Like, it's like you look at him like Come he's on. got full on crow's feet on the <laughs> side on his you're eyes. You're not fooling anybody here, okay? Come on. Um, you are 47 years old. <laughs> Uh, anyway, though, yes, uh, Christina Lee's plays uh, played Kyle. Uh, Brad Dorf again returns as Chucky. Of course, um, you have uh, Peter Haskell plays Sullivan. Uh, who was Sullivan? Uh, he's the the CEO of Playpals. Yes. Okay, that's who I thought it was. Uh, and then the reason I'm going through the whole cast here is because oh, I know why. You have Beth Grant who plays Miss Kettlewell. <laughs> it's not what you thought I was going for, was it? No, it is. Because uh, she's my favorite part of the movie. She is. She's fantastic. Because I can't see her face and not think, you know, sometimes I doubt your commitment to sparkle motion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is um, the she is the neighbor mom in Donnie Darko, which Beth, I, everyone knows for. Beth Grant knows her from. Beth Grant has been the same age <laughs> since nineteen. 19- she is 80. aged gracefully from the age of 16 to 65. That's not I that's not how I would put it. She's <laughs> always looked like a middle-aged woman. <laughs> Dude, there's in every way well, worse Okay, than hold what on. I, I I guess I guess I guess she has aged gracefully because she 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 seems like she got to a certain point and then never aged any more than that but like she, she looked real old at 16 <laughs> she always looks exactly the same which i guess you know that's a credit to her you know what i mean I, but uh it's in, sparkle motion man sparkle it, motion it keeps, it keeps you looking young well, it's because she never doubted her, her own commitment she to did it. not but um yeah so, um, so we're talking we we're talking about the, the foster family yeah 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 um the dad the mom's actually pretty cool. The mom loves. Oh, the mom's loves a lovely, the, the a mom lovely woman. Her one of her most prized possessions gets destroyed, and she's still like. They think it's Andy. She still likes Andy afterwards. You right. know, she sees the good in him. She knows he's had a hard life. The dad, on the other hand, biggest dick on the face of the earth. Why they got approved to be foster parents is beyond me. Well, or how rather? I mean, we've all heard. Unfortunately, we've heard, all heard horror stories of the foster system. And as I told you the other day, I actually know quite a few people that do fostering, and yeah. they are the greatest oh, people yeah. under the sun. Oh, there's great people, you know? but then you always hear the horror stories about really terrible uh, foster families, which is, that's probably what you hear more of, because it's it's just like when you go on Yelp, 
you'll mostly you'll mostly read bad reviews because it's mostly the people who <laughs> have shitty experiences that decide that they need to say something about it. That's true. So you kind of hear more of the horror a... stories. I'm sure there's plenty of lovely people who are are fostering children. They should make a Yelp for bad foster parents. <laughs> Only it's God. called Help. Help. <laughs> I feel like that's a bad joke to make. I don't, a, I don't care. I'm making it's it. It's fine. We're rolling right along. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just, it's not, I mean, it's not even that he's like a huge dick or anything. It's No, he, no he's, it's exactly that he's a huge dick. Well, he's very... He has, uh, no, he has no compassion whatsoever. This kid came from a broken home and that he like was traumatized. They know that he was traumatized by this doll. He's very insensitive to Andy's specific plight, which is he thinks that a doll was possessed by Charles Lee Ray and killed everybody, which, you know, he was right. But, like... But even like if he thinks a, it's bullshit, you handle a kid like that with kid gloves, no pun intended. Like, you know right. what I'm saying, though? Like, you're right. supposed to. He, no, like, they're so showing much. Andy his new room, and he goes to, like, get a super sick-looking skateboard out of the... Because, like, he's just amazed at all these toys sure. that are in this big... Uh, I would say big, beautiful house, but it's one of the tackiest fucking houses I've really ever is. seen in my entire life. It really is. It's really nice from the outside. On the inside, it looks like, um, I don't know, like grandma's underpants. Yes. <laughs> that's the no, only, yes. That's the only way I could describe it. <laughs> it yes. It, it, the inside of the house reminded me of uh, uh, of, a, of an apron that you would wear when you're cooking. Yeah. that's. I know that sounds weird, but the no, color yeah. scheme, there's like lace everywhere. Yeah. Like, it was really weird. It just, was a weird just house. Just an awful looking house. Um, but he he's like amazed by all these toys. He sees this really dope looking skateboard up in the in the closet, and he's like, "I want that skateboard." So he goes to pull it down, <laughs> and of that. and of course, a good guy's doll falls down on him for which, being for, super expensive toys back in the day too. Though oh, yeah, everybody had one. Yeah. Well, this was a this was a pretty affluent that's family. True. Yeah, that's true. Um, but he so the doll falls down on him, which for for what he had already gone through would be the most horrifying and the most traumatizing thing for a kid. Mm -hmm. And the dad is just like, it's only a doll. You need to chill out. He doesn't say you need to chill out. Even the mother though, who is sympathetic to him, she brings it downstairs and then just puts it down at the foot of the stairs where he's going to see it. The second he wakes up, you people obviously (laughs) weren't paying attention during your meeting with the woman at the foster care uh, facility because, uh, this kid thinks that this doll is possessed by a serial killer. It's a, it's like, a, why would you like? Why would you just take that with a grain of salt? Oh, be, he'll be fine. Be like, it's they'd, fine. They'd be like parents like, who are adopting a kid who was like a victim of gun violence and getting approved based on their status in the NRA. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of what it's like. like. This kid is terrified of guns, yet you're gonna bring him into a household that's just loaded with guns. It's like, just a gun. Look, look down the barrel. You can see it's empty. <laughs> guns don't kill people. Murderous dolls kill people. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, I forgot to look this up, but um, I do believe that this is the same the 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 shots that take place at school. At school, yeah. I do believe that that's the same school that they used in the movie Cooties. So you mentioned this when we watched. Was that a yeah, movie? yeah. So you mentioned this when we watched Cooties, and I think you're right because yeah. it does look very similar. It's identical. Yeah, it's got to be the same. School. At least the outside. Yeah. At least the outside, yeah. if not the inside. And that, um, that brings us to my favorite, my personal favorite part of the movie was the death of Miss Kettlewell. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's yeah. my favorite part of the movie. It's pretty awesome. Because uh, she's kind of a jerk. Uh, I guess she's reactive. No, she okay. sucks. She straight sucks. Well, somebody... <laughs> Chucky did take 
Andy's homework and write fuck you bitch on it, which yeah. I, I don't think you would take too kindly to, right? Well, I mean, maybe I would act like an adult and not punish a child if he tells me that a murderous doll wrote it. Mm, I would believe him. Not, well, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> not back then. Well, you might. <laughs> the average teacher wouldn't. Uh, but back then, I can actually think back to we had a uh, we had a third this, we had a third grade teacher, and I'm not going to say his name just because I don't know. I just I feel like I don't need to say his name, but he was he was like the last. He was like the last remnants of a generation of teachers who physically reprimanded children. Like he, uh, at are you one... bearing your soul right now? No, Did something no. happened to you? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Uh, but like at one point, you know, the kid that I told you that he uh, he told me all about these yeah. movies. Yeah. At one point in time, this teacher grabbed him by the throat and lifted him up and pinned him against the the blackboard. He should be and, rich right now. And there was no hubbub. Well, well, like he's, he passed away, but <laughs> there was there was no uh, the teacher didn't get reprimanded sure, for it. Sure, you know what I mean. And there were other instances where he would like push children. He would uh, smack them with a ruler. Like this, this shit happened. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of understand like the Kettlewell uh, character. Like it, it's for, it's it's the type of teacher from a different sure time, sure you know sure. What I mean? Um, um, but her her death, I really liked in the movie. Yeah, it's if, the it's the 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 air pump into yeah, the chest. That's pretty good. That's pretty and good. And then beaten to death with a yardstick, which would take forever. So well, he doesn't so one hit. Brutal. He doesn't in one hit though. It's pretty impressive. No, he doesn't. <laughs> doesn't he? No, you can see as they pan out and they show. Oh, he's just beating her. They show the okay. the full shot of the like the front of the school, and you can still see. The, the the yardstick just raining blows down okay, on okay. her. It Death goes on for quite a while. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you haven't gotten the impression from the movie yet, basically, Chucky comes back, he's reborn, and he's basically just hunting down Andy in his new life. Sure. And uh, his foster parents don't believe him. The school obviously doesn't believe him. Finally, his foster sister, Kyle, sees it for her own eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's the two of them against Chucky, basically. And uh, that's 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 the movie. It's it's him. It's kind of the same thing as the first movie, just in a new setting with new people, for all intents and purposes. Right. You know, he's still trying to get to Kai or to uh, Andy because he's trying to get himself out of the soul, his his soul out of the doll and into Andy. Right. That's basically where we're at. Right. Um. I will say this. I will say this. Uh, this movie feels way more like a classic slasher movie than the first one did. I think the first one felt like its own thing, whereas the sequel kind of felt in atmosphere, I think, more like an actual slasher yeah. movie. You know, kind of it took on more of that type of a tone. Well, because the uh, the location was a lot more centralized. <laughs> sure. It happened and, mostly in one house. And the way he killed his victims too, and the way they had the setups, right. felt very slashery. Yeah. Like he's hidden in the closet and he comes out and he kills somebody with a random thing like a yardstick or a pump you know mm-hmm. jason would do that kind of stuff right. freddie would do that kind of stuff like it felt very much more like that right whereas the first movie was more like a homicidal like maniac with a knife mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah so this the second movie did get more inventive with the kills which i think is just par for the course that happens sure um and for that i almost i i like i think this movie the best out of the first three i um, think two might be my favorite one's Absolutely amazing. <clears throat> I me. actually don't get me wrong. I actually agree with you just because there's. I feel like when you're dealing with a killer doll, especially with a killer doll who like, he actually has uh, 
like a for a killer he has a light-hearted personality like he likes to joke around with people even in the first yeah. movie he liked to crack jokes sure and i feel like if you're but gonna that have... wasn't like the centralized that wasn't like the centralized like um version of chucky though you know like he would crack the jokes but he was like a homicidal maniac right. too this movie got a little bit more so into that the third movie got a little bit closer right which uh, and we'll get to the third movie um but i'll I'll just say this now, you know, it was a good bridge into what the next phase of Chucky would be, yeah. which is horror comedy. Yeah. So they actually did bridge that gap pretty well. And it, it really did sort of blend really well together Yeah, because they set up the kind of lightheartedness of him, even in these first movies, which were a lot more serious. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, I just, uh, the last thing, last, I, 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 uh, the last two things I want to say. Sure. Um, first of all, I want to know, because the dad the dad was a dick the whole sure. time. And he doubted everything he said. What What is that? I just, like, take yourself into that moment as he's hanging upside down on the stairs, about to die. Mm-hmm. What runs through your head when you suddenly realize that the kid was right all along? Like, the last thing that you think to yourself is, oh, God, I'm a dick. Yeah, pretty much. That sucks. That's, that's pretty much it. That really sucks. Mm -hmm. And and the last thing is... Um, well, on that, on that, before you continue, on that, yeah. what I thought was funny is that the, uh, the, the, act, the dad dying, everybody considered an accident, mm -hmm. basically. They yeah. thought that he had fallen through the stairs and whatever. Right. Um, and they say as much. You know, they, they say as much that he had an accident, yet they remove Andy from the family which doesn't make any sense. They pin it on him even though they treat it like an accident. Yeah, but they also did but, find the kid in the basement holding an electric knife. So I'm sure regardless I'm, of whether the it was an accident I'm sure with, the cops didn't see him with the electric knife. Well, the mom did though. Yeah, but the but the mom knows It's kind of her but the choice mom, at though, that point. knew that it was an accident. The mom called it an accident. Like it's kind of it's kind of her choice at that point. Like I need this kid out of my house. Yeah, Too many weird things are yeah, happening. Yeah, I guess. I don't the know. last thing I want to say is Andy says something really cool to one of his classmates that I want to kind of put into my own uh, list of like my own repertoire of things to say to people when they're mm -hmm. being annoying, and that is get lost, microchip. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're going to end on? That's it. That's my big takeaway from this movie. Well, I, I got something new to say whenever Mike is annoying me. Get lost, <laughs> microchip. I do I do have one thing to say, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it, but we haven't talked about the ending of the movie, oh, and the ending yeah. of the movie is the best part of the movie. Yeah. It really is. Oh, they, yeah. they end up back in the good guy's factory in the play, play toy, <clears throat> play... Play pals. Play pals factory. Um, and you made a mention... We both actually made mention to how many good guys dolls there were in this place. Oh my god, there was like hundreds well, of thousands. Apparently, of them. in the early draft of the script, Don Mancini said that this take, took place during the Christmas season, which oh. would make sense that there would be so many of them yeah. because they're shipping them out for Christmas. Right. So that actually solves that that that's little riddle. A, that's still an ass load of it's dolls. It's still a fuck ton of good guy dolls in an incomprehensible maze of, <laughs> of aisles. Um, that being said, though, the stuff that happens at the end is so good. Mm. Basically, you have uh, you have Alex and Kyle. They run to the factory. Chucky follows them there, and it's a game of cat and mouse. Andy and Kyle. Or Andy and Kyle. Um, and Chucky is chasing them, and it's mm -hmm. this game of cat and mouse throughout yeah. the factory. And um, the, just the, the setups that they do are so good. It's like mm -hmm. a fun house. Yeah. Um, Basically, uh, with with Chucky trying to kill people, and that's what I was kind of getting at earlier when I said that, uh, like, it, this movie 
like you were saying, this movie is your favorite out of the out of the three, and I agreed because this movie has like a good um, mix of like the seriousness of a serial killer hunting down people, but also it's very self-aware in the fact that it's a doll that's hunting people. Yeah. So some of the set pieces are more whimsical, especially sure. the factory. Like, this factory is completely... It looks like something out of Babes uh, Babes in Toyland. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the machines are all wacky 90s colors. Yeah, and like exactly. It's, it's, it, that wouldn't be real. Right, but I loved it. I um, thought it was cool. Also, what made this movie better, too, in my opinion, is that the animatronics on Chucky were the best they've been in the entire series Definitely. in the second movie. Definitely. Um, they, they were just so good. Like, you believed. like they, His facial expressions, he emoted so much more in this movie than he did in any of the other movies. And the facial expressions were so... Um, like uh, I don't know the word is they they were so realistic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they moved super realistically. Yeah, very you fluid. You could legit fluid. Thank yeah. you. You could legitimately think that this doll was like alive. Definitely, yeah. It was so well done, and it's funny to think that back in the the 90, 1990, mm-hmm. they had better effects then than they do in the later movies. Uh-huh. Um, at, at least the newer movies. Yeah, Bride and Seed actually I think are really good too. Sure, but I'll be honest with you. Curse and Cult, I'm not a huge fan of the way that he looks. We'll get there in, the, in yeah. a couple of weeks. Yeah. But, like, two is the pinnacle of, of good Chucky animatronics. Yeah. Hands down. Definitely. Um, there's some really amazing parts at the end of this movie. Like, for example, when he rips his hand off, he gets mm. his hand caught in a, in a gate. It's all just, like, bloody, sinuous. like, super sinuous, like... gross and, yeah, veiny and yeah. Just disgusting looking. And it's amazing. Um and then he shoves like the butt end of a knife into oh. his hand, and it's like super graphic, but like mm. awesome. It's just so good. Yeah, this, the whole third act of this movie is is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Even down to how they kill Chucky, and he's like all blown up and melty again, and like just <laughs> amazing. Like uh-huh. it's just such a good sequence. I, I'll say this again: if you haven't seen it, why have you listened this far? <laughs> Go watch this movie because it's amazing. Yeah. Definitely. So, that's that's Child's Play 2. All right. Well, let's move we on to Child's Play 3. We got uh, one more. A little bit of time left here. A little bit of time. I don't think we have to spend too, as much time on this one as we did the other two. So, so. I will start this by saying Child's Play 3 is both Don Mancini's and... Um, uh, uh, Tom Holland? T- nope. Nope. Uh, uh, Chucky. I can't remember oh, his name. Uh, Brad Dourif. <laughs> Brad Dourif. Um, this is both of their least favorite movies. Of, of the original three. I can see why. And I completely agree. <laughs> um, this came out in 1990, literally like nine months after uh, Child's Play 2 came 91, out. 91, it says. Or 91. 91. Sorry, yeah, 91. It came out, though, like nine months after Child's Play 2 came out in 1990. Yeah. It was rushed into production. Uh, Mancini has said that he didn't have any ideas, so it was just kind of slopped together. Mm. And so, essentially, you have... Chucky comes back again, like he always does. He gets his blood gets dripped into a new batch of Chucky dolls. And I do love the montage again at the beginning of this movie, fantastic. like the the rebuilding of Chucky. But now it's like it's it's uh, it's not by people like putting him back together. It's almost by it's the process of making a new Chucky doll. But it's almost like are they? Oh yeah, because they have the factory up and running yep. again. Yep. But you see this big hook come down and like pick up this disgusting Again, melted why mess. do they need a hundred thousand dollar machine to pick up a hunk of melted plastic off the ground that thing was probably heavy 
Just scoop it up and throw it in the garbage. Come well, on. I don't know. But anyway, blood drips into the uh, into the fat into, into the, the vat into the of vat. the like the molten plastic or whatever. Which tells me that there should be a thousand Chuckies that should be alive because that blood probably spread to a bunch of different models. Hmm. If you think about it. Hmm. Right. Hmm. Why would only one of them come back to life? Yeah. Just saying. Okay. Um. That being said, he does, and uh, this time uh, Chucky returns to find Andy. Mm-hmm. Andy, however, now is grown up. He's 16 years old, and uh, he's in military school because he's been bounced around the foster system so much, and so they place him in military school to you know kick his ass in line. Uh, in the military school, he meets um, De Silva, who is played by Perry Reeves. Um, you have Justin Whalen, by the way, playing Andy Barkley in this one. The first mm-hmm. time and only time in the series that Andy is played by a different actor than Alex Vincent. Right. Uh, so you have De Silva, who uh, played by Perry Reeves. She is the like the, the badass military trainee chick, you mm-hmm. know, classmate, if you will. Uh, and it's it has to be said again, there is no way in hell that she is sixteen or seventeen years old. She looks like she's about in her early thirties, probably. She was twenty one. Really? Yeah. She looked way older than that in this movie, though. She really did. Like, she really? looked way more mature than even twenty-one, in well, my opinion. Because well, she was, she was a, she was a straight shooting military. Well, woman. fair enough. But at sixteen, you don't get that, and that's how old she was supposed <laughs> to be in this movie. <laughs> okay. Um, you have Jeremy Silver, who plays Tyler, who is our our young friend in this movie. Ah, uh, yes. He's the uh, the little kid who takes on sort of the the Andy role in this one in a certain sort of way, which yeah. we'll get into. Uh, then you have Shelton, uh, played by Travis Fine, who was a dick and a half. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Uh, Whitehurst, uh, who was Andy's bunkmate yeah. uh, in this one. Uh, and then you have, again, Brad Dorif returning as Chucky. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much where we're at. Sullivan and, is back. And Peter Haskell yeah, Peter, plays him again. Peter Haskell back as Sullivan, who uh, doesn't make it too far into the movie. Really doesn't. There's there's a really weird kind of vibe at the beginning of this movie where they're trying to do the thing, like they have they have the the uh, like the board of trustees from Play Pals in yeah. like in this room, and you know there's cigarette smoke everywhere, and they're they're all just kind of it, it's like that typical like. Like the the Sleazy idea, boardroom, the idea like, of corporate America, where they're just like, uh, like the like, bottom line is the bottom line. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, like uh, um, Sullivan actually says at one point in time, he says, "What are children but consumer trainees?" Yeah, and it's all it's like it's it's got this weird. It's not like fisheye, but it's got this weird sort of wide angle look to it that makes them all look a little. Just more douchey. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's hard to describe, but it, it, it yeah, it, it gives them like this really weird, sinister vibe, which I, you know, I understand. Speaking of vibes, this movie again to where Child's Play two felt more like a slasher mm-hmm. compared to the first movie. Yeah, this movie, the third sequel now or the second sequel, mm-hmm. um, third movie felt more like a grimy B movie to me. Like, it, yeah. it, especially the beginning of it, it felt like a RoboCop movie or something. <laughs> I mean, it really did. Like, it, it really felt similar to to that style of filmmaking. Mm. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was the way they shot it, if it was the settings, maybe the budget had something to do with it. But it really did, though. It felt kind of just dingy. Like, kind of dingy and grimy, at least at the beginning of the movie. Well, I think that plays into what I was talking about. Like, I, I feel like you're supposed to be looking at this boardroom full of, uh, you know, clean-cut businessmen and women who are at the at the top of their game and the top, the uh, like the 
top of the corporate ladder, but mm-hmm. at the same time, they're all just kind of like these slime balls. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, they really I, are. I except like for one. Except for one. One guy voices his complaints and puts it on record that he's not supportive of relaunching the good guys line. Right. You know, so he's like the one savior, but then you never see him again. So yeah. I yeah, don't it doesn't know really. The, I think it's yeah. just supposed to play into the idea that Sullivan is just like a, a piece of shit who's yeah. only out to make a dollar. Rather than caring about what's actually who learns, going on, who learns very quickly that you don't fuck with the child. <laughs> Open to this opening to yes, I picked the worst movie oh, to grab God, my quote so... from this. Hi, I'm Tommy. Hi, I'm Larry. Hi, I'm I don't Tommy. think that I realized how Larry. long that went on, oh, so God. I apologize for it's that. It's awful, Michael. But um, but uh, yeah. So to get you through this flick real quick, uh, you have Andy. He's in military school. He meets um, uh, De Silva. They form this sort of you know. She's the love interest, if you will. Uh, then you have Tyler. Tyler is uh, is the young boy who intercepts the package that Chucky mails him. Chucky basically finds out that Andy is in military school, and he mails himself to Andy in order to get back into his life. Um, however, he quickly realizes that he's a new doll, so he has now another time frame to meet somebody new and transfer his consciousness into somebody new. Yeah, because it was just his blood that that was put back into the mold of a, another doll. Now so he's, he got, he he's basically rebuilt got like a, from the ground up. He got a get-out-of-jail-free card is what right. he got. So Tyler intercepts the package because he realizes that it's a good guy doll and he wants it. Mm-hmm. So he basically steals it from Andy. Asshole. Dick move, yeah. And, um, and so Chucky now wants to uh, put himself in the body of Tyler. Mm-hmm. That sounded weird. Um, (laughs) And so the movie now becomes Andy is trying to save Tyler from Chucky. Uh However, Chucky still wants to kill Andy because he hates Andy. Sure. (laughs) So it's like he's trying to, he's he's got like a a two for, uh, two for one special going on. He wants to kill both (laughs) of them. Uh, And that's basically it. You know, he's in military school. They do military thing. Andy's the outcast. He gets bullied by Shelton, who was like the commander if you will super young guy commander by the way which is weird um it was, it was like the high school students running the elementary school students is basically what it was it, it was like uh he's like class president i don't yeah, know i yeah. don't I, I i don't know anything about um military school but he was obviously one of the students but it had had just kind of like climbed the ranks to where he sort of was like the head student or something like and that. And school know? bully all at the same time. And the, Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense within the confines of a military school. They're supposed to be, you know, which which supposed to be tough. I took and, issue with, though, because the way that the kids acted in a military school, I feel like that's not the way military schools run. Like, you're not just running around sneaking into the commander's rooms at night and doing all that. I feel like it's way more straight-laced in those places. I disagree. You th- yeah? I disagree only because... Uh, it, I. At least as far as like, like I said, I don't know much about military school, but it's it's one of those things where you always heard heard it like, uh, and again, this is probably only from movies that I've seen this, but you you would hear parents threaten to send their kids to military school. Yeah. Well, these kids that they're sending sending to military military school Milistary. are military schools. That's like military and monastery at the same time. <laughs> these kids that they're sending to military school are not not often straight laced. So they're still gonna go, and before they like, you know, properly reform, yeah, I guess. they're still gonna be somewhat troublemakers. You know what I mean? I, so I the idea so. of them running amok a little bit—that doesn't—it doesn't sound too far-fetched to me. I suppose. All right, fine. I'll give—I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you. Um, um, so the first—the first half of this movie was ruined for me a little bit because I. So you and I watched um, *Child's Play* two last yeah. night, and then. Uh, 
you were starting to kind of doze yeah, off. Yeah, I so, was not doing so double I feature just, last night. I borrowed three from you. I was going to go home and watch it. I started watching it, uh, and I made it about halfway through before I fell asleep. But uh, uh, actually something that our buddy Chris Jordan posted a, 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 um, an article about today, the motion smoothing Yeah. on this movie. Well, I mean on my TV, rather. Awful. Oh God! It made the it made this movie look so. Uh, well, they call it the uh, the the soap opera effect. Yeah, and that's did, exactly did you what turn that it is. Off that's on actually TV? that's. A, I didn't. So I read that article today, and I was like, "Wait, I can turn that off." I was. Uh, I'm not. Idiot. <laughs> I'm not good with. I'm not good with technology. I didn't know that that I was something. I don't know you could, how basic televisions work, but is yours off? Yes. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's, it's been, not. It's been off. No, I don't since, think so. Have you ever watched a movie that looked like that at my house? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Every, every day. Yeah, I have no idea how to turn that off on my, this is in the on options. my TV. This so is in the options. I'll have yeah. to find it. Yeah, it's awful. No, it is. Motion smoothing is the it, worst it, thing to happen to cinema. But I, so I'm watching this and I was like, God, this is way worse than I remember it being. But then today like so i fell asleep today i knew i wasn't going to be able to watch it on my big tv because my kids were around all day mm-hmm. so i actually ended up renting it <laughs> and so i watched the last half on well, my so did i you could have just watched it on on my Whatever. dime it's three dollars i don't <laughs> we, care we spent near ten dollars to rent <laughs> child's play three <laughs> um so i ended up watching the rest of it on my on my phone and it was way more enjoyable because it didn't have that awful motion smoothing feel to it mm-hmm. um yeah so so I thought that um, that I mean you watch these movies for Chucky, right? Yeah. Let's be honest. Right. And I thought that being that these movies were only a year apart, the animatronics between two and three were night and day. Yeah. Like three in comparison looked terrible. Yeah, I feel like, like he he looked like a Chucky e. Cheese type animatronics. Like his mouth moved really stiff. His face, you could you could almost see the servos moving in his face a yeah. lot of times. And, it and was I also, bizarre. I also feel like, because um, in 2, he was very expressive like at all times. Yeah. And in 3, it seemed like his face was always frozen in a scowl. Yeah. Kind of. Like when, and that just didn't, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like, because there, there was a disconnect. As a character, he does have a lot of personality and he goes, he bounces back and forth between being filled with rage and kind of joking around it's like and when stuff your favorite, like that. It's like when your favorite actor gets way too much Botox and yeah. they and they can't emote properly. Exactly. Chucky got Botox. Yeah. That's what it was. That's yeah, <laughs> that's that's actually a pretty good description. But yeah, and that was that was a one of the reasons why three I think fails for me because yeah. it just it was a it was a worse Chucky. Like you had this amazing, amazing puppetry in in two. Yeah. And then three comes along because it was rushed probably. Mm-hmm. And it was rushed. Yeah. You, it suffered. You yeah. know, that's why you don't do this. Why yeah. you shouldn't do that. Studios, take note. <laughs> I know you're all listening to our show. Like, <laughs> take, take note. Um, I, that being said, though, I still like some of his 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 reactions. Though, like the whole like, uh, or not, or his actions rather, like where he replaces the bolts and the guns. Like they have a they have a big capture of the flag thing at the end. Yeah. Where they're using ammunition that's basically just uh, paintballs, and he replaces the paintball rounds with real rounds. Those, um, when, in the original script, that was supposed to be a bloodbath, like an absolute fucking, like the red team just slaughters the entire blue team. I wish they and they ended up like d- dumbing it down to only where one kid got shot. Yeah, and it was uh, it was Shelton. Shelton. Yeah. yeah, fuck the kids, kill the kids. Come on, 
that that's that's how you make a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> the um, more dead kids, the better. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, and also, so they were. What was it? It was a, a um, what they call it? A war games. No, that you're talking about the the gun that they were using. In oh, particular. it was a rifle. It was just a rifle. Yeah, I, I just I couldn't remember the the actual name of it. But when the when the commander, whoever the hell it was, shoots those the the paintballs. Yeah, they're still they're still wrapped in a like a full metal jacket. Like I don't. And when he shoots him at the door, I'm like the velocity on those yeah. things. It would still kill you. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. So you're just sending a bunch of kids out it's into war the woods games. to die. It's, it's war games, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, when you are shot, you are dead, and you must hike back to camp. I'm like, that's going to be tough because they're actually going to be dead. <laughs> Did, didn't they watch The Crow? Oh, <laughs> man. I'm just saying, man. Um, so this movie, though, also has the potential to end on a much higher note than it started. The end of the movie takes place in a carnival. Mm. And as I was watching this, I was like, this, I, I wish that we got an entire Chucky movie set in a carnival. Because that would have, the end of this movie where they're in the ride yeah. is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, the visuals are amazing. It's like this, the weird bright colors of a carnival. Like, and Chucky. Like the black light colors. Yeah, sort and, of. and to me, like the Chucky character like should be in that type of an environment mm. the same way at the end of two he was more at home in the factory that was all weird and zany and everything else like, right. to me if i got an entire movie where chucky here's here's a here's a i'm gonna throw this out there right now throw it chucky you we've all been to carnivals before where you do the you you throw baseballs at beer bottles hey you just did that yeah I'm dope and there's all game. the different prizes that you can win the good guy dolls can suddenly fall out of favor and all the good guy dolls are now relinquished to being carnival $100 dolls just hanging hanging at the shitty carnival games it doesn't need to make sense okay the factory (laughs) had to sell off the shit to make money okay Uh so now they're carnival toys and Chucky's one of those carnival toys Mm. and now he exists in a carnival and like imagine all the things you could do you could fill the you know the guns where they're you fill the water you spray water and it hits the target and the balloon you could put like like acid in those and like there's so many things that you could do in a carnival setting with Chucky and it would be absolutely incredible have like a have a chase scene on the tilt a whirl or something like right? that yeah right mm-hmm. like it'd it'd be so good yeah like, that would be pretty good and and the just the look of that film would be incredible uh, and so I wish that the ending was the whole movie because the ending of this movie was awesome actually it was a highlight of the entire movie in my opinion you know I'm uh, this is this is off topic but I just read this and and it made me kind of go Ugh. this was the first film in the series to use computers to aid in chucky's puppetry in order to perfect the lip yeah, syncing yeah, perfect my ass so this is <laughs> perfect my ass perfect my ass exactly because <laughs> this it, it, it like the lip syncing was <clears throat> nowhere near as as in sync as it was in in two. Oh, not like, at all or one no for that two, again two two he actually looked like he was talking yeah so I don't know. Yeah, I overall um, this movie it was fun to watch again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely definitely the 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 most inferior out of the three. I agree. As I've said in the past, though, about the last two movies, though, the end of the movie where he gets annihilated, basically, or how they kill Chucky. Yeah, quote unquote, kill Chucky. They have a, this giant like <clears throat> scythe fall from the ceiling that's oh, yeah. part of a kid's ride. Yeah, that was right. And apparently it's razor sharp because it cuts <laughs> off half of Chucky's face. Why in the fuck would you have a razor sharp <laughs> scythe on a kid's ride? 
<laughs> Please explain this to me. To play up the drama. It's the like, realism, it's I guess, reality, right? man. <laughs> it's reality. Reality. Um, <laughs> um, but there's that, and then he ends up, Chucky ends up falling into basically like a, like a fan, like a huge like air conditioner fan yeah. that blows up or whatever, like, literally blows upwards. Literally blows air up up <laughs> um and uh he gets sliced and diced into a million pieces which plays into bride of chucky which yeah. comes next right but um yeah he really gets fucked up in the end of this yeah, movie and yep. it's awesome um there was uh there's a i think this will probably be the last thing that i'm going to say because it kind of leads into one of it leads into the new one that we're going to watch in a few weeks uh the scene in sullivan's office in the beginning mm-hmm. i feel like uh, they they released a scene from the new Child's Play, the the AI Child's Play, that I feel like they must have gotten a lot of inspiration from Sullivan's death scene. Why is that? Because there's the scene where <clears throat> Sullivan's in his office, and obviously because he's a the head of a, a toy company, he's got toys all over the place, and suddenly there's robots crawling across the floor and. RC cars going across the floor and a helicopter that comes oh, out of nowhere. Yeah, and yeah. there's that scene in the new Chucky movie that they released where all the AI stuff is going nuts in that kid's living room. Yep, and it's all flying all over the place. I've, I I kind of wondered if that's sort of a callback to this well, movie. I guess we'll find out when we watch it in a few weeks. That so. we will. But uh, anyway, so, yeah, there's your uh, there's your Andy Barclay trilogy mm-hmm. as we're calling it. Yes, the Barclay trilogy. The Barclay trilogy. The Bar the Barclay Barclay trilogy. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's uh, that's it for Child's Play 1, 2, and 3. So uh, we might do Child's Play again next week, or we might no, split it no, up with gonna, something else. Or yeah, we're going to definitely do something else next week, because like okay. I said, we're going we're gonna to do Child's Play every other week as to not burn people out on it, just we're in not, case. We're not going to do the Wheel of Pizza Death just in, in case we hear from Alex and we Correct. decide to do Stranger Things for so next week. Stay so stay tuned to uh, our social media to figure out what that is. Yeah, we'll do some updates. Speaking of social media. Yeah, if you want to find us on social media, you can find Find us on Instagram, SoundCloud, and Facebook at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. Uh, you can also f- you can find us on all major streaming sites anywhere you enjoy podcasts, uh, except for Spotify because we're lazy and haven't gotten on Spotify yet. Yeah, we'll we should work figure on that it. out. Yeah, you got to pay for that though. Mm. You do? I think so. I don't think so. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out <laughs> one day. <laughs> hey, if you want to find J Rod, you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording, and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. That's right. All right, so all right folks. Go. Well, uh, until next week. The, the episode was super easy. It was like child's play. <laughs> <laughs> right. There you go, Michael. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Trying to have a good night. <laughs>